Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Sean. I'm Steven. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Alright guys, coming up on this episode, we got a review of Mother, the new Darren Aronofsky movie. We also got a topic that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, like what what was, what was good came from the summer and what bad came from the summer. Like blockbuster-wise maybe. Okay, cool. I dig it. Also, I lost a game last week, so I will be reviewing Whiplash, Ooh. which I actually did watch. Ooh. Just saying. Oh my god. <laughs> the shade. It was yeah. like, that was a movie you had to watch? Yeah. What did you think it was? I'm trying to remember last week, and I realized, I think I was talking to Emily the whole time you guys were deciding the movie, so I don't remember what movie it was. You know what's funny? I forgot. Um, I on The whole week, I thought it was Foxcatcher. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, yeah. Definitely not Foxcatcher. Yeah, and so I watched Foxcatcher, like, yeah. nope. <laughs> Wrong movie But uh, yeah I gotta re- talk about uh, Whiplash I guess But uh, I how guess. was everybody's week? Pretty good Yeah? Yeah It's a uh, slow week uh, Just coming off the heat Of fashion week So it's just kind of Everything's being wrapped up And we're just kind of Chilling For right now How was your weekend? Oh uh, Pretty dope I hung out with uh, I hung out with you Friday night No invite? Uh, yeah we did invite you but you said you're too busy watching me- memory, 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 <laughs> something part me- two. Me- <laughs> did, did I watch it? I don't know. You just said you. That's what I said. Oh, well, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, he said he's trying to watch it. Or something I mean, like I that. I tried to watch it, and uh-huh. I was just like, "Well, Tom's not coming out. This is his commitment for tonight." Uh-huh. Uh I'm pretty sure I said, uh, "Hey, I'm watching this movie. It was finished around eight. Hit me up if anything's going on, and nobody hit me up." So, oh, that I didn't see that at all. Yeah, you know what Sean is. Sean doesn't. His phone doesn't work. Yeah, I don't get messages until the next morning. <laughs> oh, all right. But you have uh, to time it. So. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Did you do anything else? No, just watched uh, a lot of movies. Well, when I say a lot, it's like my standards, mm-hmm. which is like two. Well, because <clears throat> I can't, I can't do what you guys do and put one on before bed because I will fall asleep. So I have to like do it in the prime time. Yeah. I mean, that's happened to me. I'm. Uh, like there's one movie I watched this weekend. It was just like instant fall. Like I passed the fuck out. I just don't. I don't. I Sometimes I put a movie on just to pass out. I, yeah, same. Yeah. I pride myself in not falling asleep in a movie in a very long time. Well, the movie I watched, <laughs> the first twenty minutes were like some straight nonsense, and I'm kind of glad I fell asleep. Yeah. So did you come back around to it though? Fuck no. No. I was like, <laughs> I realized I'm like, it's like. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I could do this, uh-huh. and it's actually from a franchise that I. Like, I love, especially growing up as a kid. And I was just, I watched it and I'm like, I know the history of this. And I'm like, I'm even fucking confused what's happening. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't go back to you. Okay, maybe you'll tell us later what that is. Yeah, I'll bring it up. What about you, Harvey? Did anything cool? Uh, How was your week? I wouldn't say cool. I just, uh, I worked a lot. That was about it. Same as that. You said worked? Yeah. Oh, they said worked out. 
No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> he oh. just wakes up oh. Monday through Friday. Yeah. Yeah, so just a lot of work and cool. I'm normal stuff. Making any video games? Yeah, we're uh, pretty much done now. So. Oh. What are you going to do now? Uh, start on the next one. Uh, okay. Any deets? Any uh? Um, it's gonna be like a it's gonna be a video game for a TV show. Okay, cool. Keep us hanging. Nice. I can't gotcha. really say anything else. Oh man, on Sweet. a podcast, especially. <laughs> <laughs> you know the hot details. Does your coworkers listen to the podcast? I think uh, a few of them have heard it. Yeah. Okay, I heard it. Hmm. All my coworkers are like, "Yeah, I want to try listening to your podcast one day." Oh really? Sean <laughs> runs to the speaker, been like puts it on half a year, <laughs> and I'll put it on like the main speakers. Um, it's good yeah. stuff. One day, yeah, I would one like day, to I'll listen. get to it. Sure. Um, we're sitting on some new chairs you guys got here. They're not bad. Steve blew our minds when he separated the two pieces. Yeah, you guys didn't think they were sectional. Yeah. I was just Sean was like trying to, or Tom was trying to figure. I was like, "What are you? Are, are we moving over here? Or what's going on?" And I'm like, "Just pulled it apart." I've never then, seen a love seat split in half. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, it's I mean, cool. really? Never. I've never Not seen like it. this. No. Well, I'm glad that we uh we changed the game and uh, opened your eyes to new things. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, they're and pretty now, convenient. Yeah, and, I, and I'm actually glad a little bit because now I have a really comfortable seat. I'm lounging back. This is actually inspired by Hannibal Burris, if you don't know. <laughs> let, let me ask you, um, you cop that for the free? The the chairs. They're free. Well, I mean, Jesse, uh, Jesse, our roommate, he was able to like, snag these. He had to fight off a couple people and snag them, so yeah, it was free. How do you snag them? He doesn't even have a car. Uh, we, I mean, they U-Haul. There's it. this great service, uh, this great organization called U-Haul. Small indie company out of Did you guys buy a U-Haul just to get this? Yeah. We did not buy a U-Haul. We rented a U-Haul. That's what I meant. Pay for a U-Haul. I mean, in retrospect, yeah, it's definitely worth it because now we have this. It would have been more economical if you bought the U-Haul. Yeah, if you would have just bought the U-Haul and permanently have it forever. Yeah, because that way you could have like a home like when your lease is up. And then you just live off the fucking van. Mm -hmm. Terrible. But yeah, they're a little bit better than the table that I usually sit on. But they're still not the most comfortable for podcasting. Because I don't know what you're talking about. I guess I'm not set up right. I'm set up I perfectly. Think I, have, I still have yet to figure out the chair situation in the podcast. I think you. Uh, I think you need an arm, a bendy arm. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my week was super chill. I actually got my uh, movie pass this week, Ooh, and I, you know what? Pause. I went to the movies and I was like, yeah, I'll try it, I guess. <laughs> so I checked in. I didn't know you. You only get thirty minutes to check in after you uh, check in. Just wait. There's rules. But Apparently. here's the thing: what you do if you're early, buy the ticket and then come back. That's what I do. Yeah, but I think. Um, but what do you do? Do you ever check in like on the way to uh, to the theater? If you check in, no, I just check in when I get there. Oh, okay. Or when I'm close, when uh-huh. walking, and then when you um, you know, you buy the ticket and say you're an hour early for the movie, you just go do something else. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I'll go online and I'll see some really weird articles or videos. People are like, it's so difficult. So I'm like, it's like. When I'm on the way to the movie, I check in, get my ticket. How fast was I uh, the other night when I went to go see Mother with you guys? I mean, yeah. I was, it was like super fast. Like, it, it depends. Like, I mean, like if shit's sold out like and you have to buy your tickets a day in advance, yeah, you're going to have problems. But I feel like that's going to be our downfall with uh, Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars 10, Star Wars 15, oh, I'm the, not seeing the that. Last of the Jedi's something. Yeah, something well, like that. It won't matter because I'm not seeing that. 
at all. Ooh, that's, oh, I mean, I don't know about that. That's a really bold statement. We're definitely going to see it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be one of the biggest releases if of the Harvey year. If Harvey is going to watch Kingsman, The Golden Sun. I'm not watching that. <laughs> you if are definitely watching watch Star that, Wars. I'm not watching Star Wars. Jesus Christ. Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Movie Pass was successful. Um, it's a great feeling. Yeah. I think they charged me the first time I used it. Is that what they the, do? What? What? Like they activate your subscription yeah. when you oh, get the card. Yeah. I think that's what their new rule was. So technically I pay for the first movie, but I haven't seen a movie since. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That's what they mentioned. Like the first time you use it in the month, yeah. It like triggers it again. It triggers, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I have to watch another movie before the week is over. To yep. Make it worth it. Yeah, you should. It's hard to actually want to go see like even though you have a movie pass, I realize it's super difficult to see like multiple movies in theaters. It, yeah, not for really. Me, for me, I'm not interested in a lot of the stuff that was. Well, here's, last here's the weeks. thing, though. I'm gonna one of these weeks. I don't know which one, but I'm gonna try and see a movie every day. Like, just use the pass. Just one week, use it to its like full potential. I feel like that's how they boot you from your shirt from the service. You're gonna get an email the next day. <laughs> you sir are out of control. No, I want to yeah, give it a try. This. I'm gonna say sometime, maybe this month, I'll do it. I'll see seven movies. All right. And when you do that, get back to us Mm -hmm. and let us know if it was a success or failure because it is 24 hours. You have to wait a whole 24 hours. I don't think they, I think they changed that. I think now it's on a calendar day. Oh, right. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. I thought it was 24 hours as well. I'm pretty sure they changed that, but I'll look into it. Yeah. Get back to us. Okay, cool. All right, guys. You guys want to move along to some movies? Let's talk movies. So I think you should go first, even though I lost last week. (sighs) Yeah. um, Actually... I thought I thought we talked about this, but I realized that Tom needs to get punished. Yeah, and I, wait, I, Harvey just, never got punished though. Well, the, well, Harvey oh. didn't mean to. Uh, what? <laughs> I thought we roasted him for thirty minutes. We did roast we him for, a, for for the. Minutes. I re-listened to a lot of the old episodes. We did roast him for like the whole episode. Oh goodness! But yeah. this is. The, I feel like this punishment is great. Okay. I don't think you should talk about the movie. Wait, part what? one or part two? I don't yeah. think you should talk about him. I think that's a great punishment. Actually. I don't. Th- yeah, <laughs> you can't talk about him. Uh, <laughs> I I see where you're going, but I think you're like, because I watched another movie. Oh, you can talk about that movie. No, you have to talk about this movie. Yeah, Sean really wants to hear the review. It's, that's not fair. I mean, that doesn't <laughs> hurt me. That hurts Sean. That's a punishment. It's not fair to Sean, though. It's not a punishment. It's punishing the wrong person. It's punishing you. You wasted your time watching them. No, you can't talk about them. I, I don't be punishing you. I don't care about watching movies and not talking about them. I'm Chill, that's the whole premise of the podcast. My ultimate goal is to see more movies. Like, if I go see seven movies in a week, I'm not going to talk about all seven. (gasps) Yeah. Same here. So, anyways, Sean wants me to talk about it, so I'll talk about it. First things first. (laughs) Did you watch both or just the first one? Oh, I watched both. All right, let's hear it. Um, So, Mezrin, a.k.a. Merlin, (laughs) I believe is how it's really pronounced. He already talked 70% of the podcast, and you give him two movies to see. (laughs) A double feature. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. To uh, I'm gonna. Well, don't worry. I'm gonna. It's short, and it's gonna be as one movie. I'm not gonna review this as is a two parts. So it's a it's two a part movie. One. Two part movie. It's um meant to be watched. Like you know, it's not like a sequel years later. It came out like in the it's, same. Yeah, year. it's made like a mini series, like Che One, Che Two. Yeah, or N- Nymphomaniac Part One Two. So it's like you're looking at a good four hours, right? Yeah, it's about four hours Ooh. total. That's um, my shit. Directed, uh, directed by uh, Jean Francois Richet. Did I get that right? Um, yeah, yeah. Written by him too, we're all but, French but, here. but also written by uh, Marine himself because he wrote a book. 
because he's an egomaniac. He wrote his own book about being a criminal, and uh, a lot of the stuff in the book is in this movie, apparently. So it's starring uh, Vincent Castle, and he's playing... Cassell. Sorry, Vincent Cassell playing... Like, who's uh, Vincent Castle? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just like reading it in my head. I was Castle. like... Um, he plays Jack Marine, and he's uh, pretty much like a French. It's a biopic about a French gangster. He's like the Scarface of uh, or the Al Pacino of like French you know, criminal history. A little bit different though. He kind of like played by his own rules and didn't really roll with any organizations or anything. So he's um, a freelancer. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that. Um, and it's pretty much about how he became public enemy number one in uh, France. And uh, Vincent Castle, <laughs> a.k.a. Vincent Cassell, <laughs> he's, phenom- keep, he's phenomenal. I keep thinking Frank Castle in my head every time he says that. <laughs> no, he's phenomenal in this. He, um, Punisher? Yeah. <laughs> if this is like an American film, I could see this being like a public fame of like Scarface or, or some shit. Or like American Gangster, I guess. But um, it's really good. It's kind of like a popcorn movie, I guess. It's not like a like dreary French period piece. It's really uh, entertaining, really thrilling. You learn a lot about uh, this ridiculous but charismatic criminal, Jack Marine. And he uh, he's really reckless in the sense that he's like, He's not like other like criminals that we're used to like idolizing on uh, on screen, you know. Yeah, he's a little bit more reckless and like his ego is like weirdly inflated, but you still like like him, and he does like really weird shit. And he's escaped from prison four times. Either French and Canadian prisons suck, or that's a uh, that's pretty impressive. Um. But yeah, this is like a really good movie. I really, really enjoyed this shit. I mean, which one do you like more? I I almost like don't watch them as two films. I feel like they're not meant to be. Maybe, but I I saw it differently because um, I didn't see it back to back, and also I think the second one's a little bit different in tone. It's a little bit more um, action I think, or shoot 'em up in a way. I think it, the second one's different in tone. Um, Given that his like what happened after a certain point, he kind of changed. I think that was like intentional, you know, mm-hmm. like, for the story. Um, I don't know. I like <clears throat> scenes from both. I really like the ending scene in the second part, like the final, you know, showdown is absolutely phenomenal. My heart was beating and shit. And same with uh, there's a scene in the first one where he escapes from prison. This guy has fucking balls. He escaped from prison, but instead of just staying out of prison, he went back to like try and break other people out. Just like had a fucking giant shootout with a uh, with the fucking cops and fucking stuff. Cr- what they call career criminal. Dude, like, yeah, yeah like fuck. he was like he was not in it. Like he was in it for the money. He's just but, going back to prison all the time to get people out. I think one point he went back for his girlfriend. I'm getting you out, baby. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta go pick up James. What the fuck? <laughs> it's uh, it's ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. If a and lot this guy's this real. True. Yeah, this I guy's mean, that's wild. To me, he like shits on most American criminals. Like his, you know, it's pretty crazy. I uh, really enjoyed this. I'd probably give a four to to both films. Sweet, mm. yeah. Makes me curious. I don't really like one over the other. To I be honest, I check like it out. Both. 
Oh, it's, and, it's and a, Vincent Cassell is like perfect for this role. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He gets like when he gets older, he starts he, to get his, fat. His and eyes stuff. get intense. Yeah, he um he's perfect, and uh this is a good four hour watch. I mean, it's not a drop of it's boring. I don't think so. I mean, I had no problem like just breezing through the four hours. Nice. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad I glad I finished it because what a what a legacy that guy had. I know. And I remember the part. <laughs> it's good that you saw both because of how it wraps up in the end. You saw, you know, his full life in a way. Oh, dude. I mean, I feel like the the first one makes you need to watch the second yeah. one. Yeah. I definitely, like, didn't have doubts. After the first one, I wasn't like, oh, I don't know if I can handle another two hours. I was like, I got to know more. Yeah. I need to know this man. Yeah, it was uh, sick. Cool. Um, I watched Very another cool. film, too. I don't know if I should talk about it. Yeah, you can go. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll just go real quick. Movie Pass was used once again. <laughs> Went and saw a little movie. So we need to stop mentioning Movie Pass until they start promoting the fucking show. Yeah, <laughs> we need to stop mentioning it until they send me, send me my fucking Movie Pass. <laughs> Harvey's, Harvey's hanging on. Pretty much fucked them at this point. Oh, uh, hey, if you want to stop by uh, my office, they're actually right next door. Yeah, just oh, bang yeah. on and the door. Just doors. fucking bang on the door. Sure. I ordered it so long ago, and I still haven't gotten it. Really? Even I got mine. Yeah, I God, ordered it before Sean. <laughs> Brutal. Damn. Yeah. Brown privilege. Yeah. Um, light brown privilege. Light brown privilege. Uh, so, yeah, I went and saw another movie called Brad Status. I know uh, Sean was saying you wanted to go see this. Yeah, I wanted to go see it, but um, I fell asleep in my home when I went to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, Brad Status, okay? It's written and directed by Mike White, starring Ben Stiller, Austin Abrams, and Jenna Fisher. It's pretty much about a, a father who takes his son to tour colleges on the East Coast and meets up with an old friend who makes him feel inferior about his life choices. I think that's kind of a vague synopsis. I feel like they, I don't know. The movie's not really about that. Um, the trailer makes it look like kind of like in the vein of um, Dan in Real Life or something along those lines. Sure, yeah. It. It is an existential crisis movie, and I think it works pretty well. First of all, the first trailer, I guess I wasn't paying attention when this is Brad's status. I thought Brad was his son. Yeah. And Brad, like, he's going to college. He's trying to get into Harvard and stuff. And what's his status? You know, is he accepted? It's That's way too, like... <laughs> Brad, is not, Brad is not the son. Brad is the father, but, uh, played by Ben Stiller. And um, it's actually set to, like, the backdrop of his son going to college, but it's not about his son, really. I mean, there's elements of, like, him uh, having a relationship with his son, but it's mostly just about him and his internal struggle. Hmm. It's almost all internal. It's, like, heavy voiceover, which, you know, I'm I'm down with. You can do? Yeah, I can do it. Um, It's really mixed in reviews, like, I mean, I think it's pretty just, like, standard on Rotten Tomatoes, but, like... All right, does it have a certified fresh? I don't think so, but I don't Ooh. know. Um, it's mixed in reviews in the sense that, um, especially on Letterboxd, especially on Letterboxd. Is this a controversial film on Letterboxd? Are we getting, like, different things? I think so, Are but... Are you going to put it on the list? Um, I have to find a good review to use an example, but it could end up being on the list. Uh, we'll Ooh. talk about that list later. Um, <laughs> so I think I know why this movie is like, so like polarizing, which is, I mean, it's not a big movie, so it's not like 
mainstream polarizing, but among people who like films, I guess. Um, if you don't relate to it, it's kind of a boring snooze fest where Ben Stiller just whines about first world problems. If you do relate to it, like if you're like me and you know that no matter how much poorer people are than you, you still size your yourself up and like get like really existential about running out of time and being successful. Um, I feel like you're going to enjoy this film if you, if you fall into that category, right? Like, if you acknowledge your first world problems, you know, um, and I definitely do, you know, there's always people out there that have it all figured out and like, they're not worried about anything. Those people are not going to care about this film. It's probably going to be a bad film in their eyes because it's so subtle. And if it doesn't emotionally connect, it's kind of just, it comes and goes. I, however, really, really enjoyed this film. Um, it's basically just an hour and a half of. Ben Stiller's middle-aged crisis, but not like a typical middle-aged crisis like that every middle-aged man goes through. It's more like a socioeconomic crisis in a way. Like he, um, all his friends he went to college with are successful. Yeah, they're all successful and he keeps measuring himself to that and he meets like a college girl who says, like your white privilege, like you're, trust me, you have enough. Like there are people out there who don't know if they're going to get a new you know, a, a meal that night or something. And he's like, no, you don't get it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not comparing myself to those people. And then it's, there's a lot of like speculation. Well, who's right, the girl or him? Like, is it okay to tell someone that their problems aren't real because they're, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. All right. It sounds like it brings up a lot of questions it does. That, are hard, I, that are hard to answer. Yeah. Like to me, I'm like a realist. I don't necessarily tell people their problems don't mean shit because I know, you know, and it goes on that. He like connects with one of his older friends who, uh, who's really rich. He finds out that his life is not all it's cracked up to be and like stuff like that. And I enjoyed it. There's a lot of subtle scenes of like conversations and stuff. And, um, it's, it's just like a little vignette of his like weekend long crisis. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, I watched the trailer. It seems super interesting. I want to check it out for myself. Yeah, it's funny. Like, if you go on Letterboxd, it's like on the, the little meter thing. It's like across the board. Like, it just bounces everywhere. I feel like, yeah, it's either one of those movies you're either going to hate, you love. I, I really feel like, not hate or love, but I feel like it's oh, it's going to be all over the place because some people take different meanings out of different stories. So Yeah, if I had to give it one criticism, the son, he's just kind of a little shithead. And I... I just don't believe, maybe, just don't believe that he would get into Harvard. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's just kind of a, his son is not likable. I don't know if, like, that was on purpose or, or what. I don't know. There's, like, like that one movie, The Lovers, where that there was, like, that one son that shows up and he was just being a fucking little crybaby shit. I think, I think that was Go, purposeful, though. Like, um, no, this kid's just, like, just, like, he's just emotionally not there in a... It almost looks like there's like some teen angst going on, but like really he's just being a little fuckhead. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, Ben Stiller's doing his usual thing where he's you know letting life shit on him. You know, there's a scene in the trailer where he tries to get a table, and he gets one that's right by the kitchen door. He's like, "What about? Can I move over here?" And she's like, "I'm sorry, we're all booked up. That table's not available." He's like, "Well, looks available." She's like, yeah, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, this is pretty, you know, classic Ben Stiller. Kind of, yeah, he's kind of doing like a Greenberg thing a little bit, um, but a little bit more mature. Yeah, uh, it's really good though. I enjoyed this movie. If you don't emotionally connect with it, it could be like a two star movie to you. Yeah, I could see that, but I, I would go with the four. It's very, very enjoyable. Oh, all right. Short, simple, sweet. Perfect. Okay. Sounds good. I still want to see it. Yeah, check it out. You might like it. I feel like you would like it. Yeah, I probably will. I like you're not, you're not. You're not one of those people who are up their own ass. No, not really. <laughs> I feel like those are the people that aren't going to like this movie. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. They get like some weird meaning out of it. You're like, uh, what? I didn't see that No, they don't get any meaning out of it. That's the problem. Oh. What did you give it? Four. 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 Out of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to go the other way with this when you first started. No, I, I he did that on purpose. Threw yeah. us off. No, I have two criterias for movies. Okay, a bad movie is either going to be boring or emotionally uninteresting. Hmm. Okay, where and, did, if, where, and if you pass those, it's probably going to be a good score for me. Where was this? Where was the shot? Was it uh, New York, Chicago, Boston, Boston, Harvard, oh. or no Cambridge, whatever Harvard is? Oh, okay, not Boston. Okay, Boston. cool. I'll check it out. You guys want me to go <clears> next, or just keep going around at this point? Yeah, you go. I'll go. Yeah, let Harvey go. Uh, yeah, Harvey let Harvey go. go because I feel like Harvey's always yeah. the last guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, what horror movie did you watch? The horror movie I watched this week. <laughs> I watched a couple of horror movies this week. <laughs> Jeez. We need to revoke that Shutter account. I only want to talk about one of them because it's. Um, Is it good? Well, it's just something that I've been interested in in a while. Well, not. I don't know. This sounds fucking creepy, but there's this place called uh, Lake Bodum. All right, I'm gonna and, check uh, it out. Google search, search. in Finland, and uh, like some murders happened there in the '60s, and uh, they were just never really figured figured out. They never caught anybody. They never. That's like the first thing that comes up. Yeah, they never ID'd a witness or a uh, suspect or anything like that. Because Finnish police are, are not, you know, as advanced. Yeah, as, van- as what? As like us? Just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so someone decided to make a movie. Uh, about Lake Bodum. It's not necessarily about the killings that happened in the 60s, but um, yeah, these teenagers decided they should go to Lake Bodum, of course, um, because they would like to uh, investigate the killings like years Wait, later. Wait, what's the movie called? Lake Bodum. Sounds very familiar. Yeah, B-O-D-O-M. I'm on its Wikipedia right now. I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, here's the IMDb synopsis. <laughs> Every camper's worst nightmare came true at Lake Bodum in 1960 when four teenagers were stabbed to death while sleeping in their tent. That's, uh, it doesn't say anything about this movie. It just kind of tells the story that I was just told about. Kids so it does like, so it's not a synopsis of the movie, it's just a synopsis yeah. of what happened. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, this movie, yeah, there's four, uh, teenagers, uh, in this one as well, like in this modern rendition. Uh, Lake Bodum exists, like the story, like the, Murders exist in this universe, and that's why they go there. Uh, two girls, two guys. Um, there's like some awkward sex- sexual tension, and you know, typical shit. But this movie has a pretty big twist in it. I kind of want to talk about it because I feel like nobody's gonna watch this shit. Spoilers. You care if I spoil it? Spoilers. I mean, I'm yelling out spoilers to warn everyone. The yeah. chances of people watching this are pretty slim too, because it's a Shutter exclusive, especially me. Was uh, one of the teenagers the killers? The two girls were. Oh. Okay. Because the uh, guys, they uh, had done something to one of the teenagers. They like uh, drugged her or something when she was at a party. Oh, yeah. Th- you know what that reminds me of? Do you, mo- do you remember that movie? Was it Perfect Getaway? Which one was that? With um, Steve Zahn. 
and like they go on like this couple's vacation. Oh to yeah, the dude. Oh, I know out, exactly. I completely forgot about. about that movie. And it turns out they were the actual yeah. murderers. Dude, what the fuck? I haven't seen that yeah. in a long time. I've completely forgot about that movie. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Jesus, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like that. Um, except the twist in this is yeah, the girls are the killers, and uh, in the end, the guys didn't even do what they had supposedly done. It was the other girl that was uh the one that wasn't the victim. She was actually in love with the other girl and she was jealous of uh one of the guys. So she figured the only way to get her back was to kill these two guys. Um it's a pretty shitty movie. It's uh <laughs> definitely a horseshit territory. But it like the the first two acts are just completely bu- bullshit. They're just like formulaic like typical slasher bullshit. And I don't even like slasher movies. But uh, the third act gets kind of interesting when, like, the reveal comes. Uh, it got, kind of got interesting. If the entire movie was like that, it got really synth-heavy, and it got really, uh, I don't know, it got really colorful. I can't explain it. Like, it started showing the flashbacks of, like, the parties and stuff, and it started showing, like, the tension between the teenagers and, like, life in high school. Like, it went back in time. Like, that all was pretty cool. I wish the entire movie would... I wish the movie was kind of in reverse, basically, if they had shown... All of that shit first, and then just gone and done the killing at the end. That would have been cool. It sounds kind of pointless to put that at the end. Yeah, I guess it was showing because the reveal had happened uh, about why the girl had actually killed the guys and why she had lied to the other girl. So I guess it makes sense from uh, like a narrative perspective. But to so, like been, actually make a movie, it just made sense. Yeah, but I time. think it would have been a better movie if they had done it in <clears> reverse because that was a. Uh, can I? The third act is actually kind of cool. So I'm looking at the poster right now. It's a pretty bad poster. Uh, yeah, just a bottom on it. Uh, yeah, and then also I'm going to read the tagline because it just kind of fills it. Just gives you a great picture of no happy Bodum. campers here. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ruined it, but yeah. Yeah, no happy campers here. Inspired by two events, yeah. <laughs> but they really, really have to put that in the bottom. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so, so Tom, are you going to watch this? We'll see. I can't. I can't really say this is a B movie. If I'm honest. Um, D. No, it's, well, uh, I don't know. I said it before, like, B-movie is, like, more of a genre itself than Self, a... Um, more self-realized? Low-budget movie, yeah. This isn't that. This has uh, aspirations of being something better, but it's not. Um, it's not the worst, or, like, or sometimes <coughs> sad when you, like, watch a movie, and it's really trying to be... Yeah. It's trying, and then just kind of, like, fails at yeah. it's most a, of the attempts. Yeah, it's a pretty... At times, but um, it's just no. It's horseshit. Uh, it's horseshit. also finished, by the way. I don't know if I managed miss uh, mentioned that. So it is a uh, certified horseshit. It is subtitled. Yeah, on, I would give it a one and a half out of five on horseshit or rottenhorseshit dot com. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking vile. It's made for one point <laughs> one million euros. That's too many euros. Yeah, that's probably like... What, that's a lot. That's like four or five million American. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That seems like a lot. Probably four million American. Or maybe three something. Hmm. Yeah, so... Sean? Okay. What did you give it? Like a one and a half. One and a half? Okay. I'm slowly going through Shudder's entire uh, collection. Jesus <laughs> Christ, the commitment. I feel like at the last movie watch fucking the gates of hell will open and just fucking no i'm actually <laughs> saving like the good stuff i think there's some good stuff they, on there they, I'm there's saving some them. good stuff they yeah. have some stuff that's not even really horror like they have um i rewatched the other yeah. day wait a second they, they like, have they had Mer- merin on there 
Yeah, which, which is funny because they also, what I was just about to say, they have Our Day Would Come with Vincent Cassell. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. I mean, yeah. those aren't horror movies yeah. at all. They've got like psychological thrillers yeah, and just like psychological thrillers, stuff. thrillers. Okay, I'll talk about Whiplash. So I watched Whiplash mm. this morning. I was actually, this morning, yeah, I was, uh, I was interested into seeing this movie for years now since it came out. I think it came out in uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to say um, when I did, I did not know until the movie started that Jason Blum produced this movie. You guys may know from Blumhouse, right? Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, he's he started Blumhouse. You know, they produce all those B horror movies now. They're doing like mainstream horror as well. But I thought it was pretty interesting that he produced Whiplash, which has mm. nothing to do with horror. Right. But uh, yeah, it's directed by Damon Chazelle. And it stars Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons, and Melissa Bonoist. Um, basically, the movie tells the story of a kid in his early 20s, or I think he's 19, about to be 20, and he's attending the Schaefer School in New York City, and he's trying to get into the headband and all, and to be the best drummer he can be, or in, in his words, he's trying to be the best of all time. And the story revolves around his interactions with the... Uh, the conductor, who's played by J.K. Simmons, and from what I read online, uh, Damien Chazelle wrote this story when he was in music school, and it's based on his actual instructor, his conductor, and he wrote this movie out of frustration while he's trying to get La La Land off the ground, which yeah. is pretty funny. <laughs> and he wrote this movie like within a week, I think he did. That's but crazy. the story is a—it's uh, very simple. Not a lot goes on outside the walls of the music room and the practice room. And the story just tells everything in that room. And you get a lot of frustration, anger, blood, sweat, and tears just in this room. And J.K. Simmons is amazing at playing like an intense conductor. Most of the movies, I was actually pretty nervous and on the edge of my seat. because Like, I, like you were a student? Yeah, because I can relate to this uh, pretty well. In um, early high school... Middle, most of middle school, I was in the band, and my instructor was pretty much just like this guy. He was he would throw music stands across the room. He'd yell. Jesus he'd, Christ, yeah. uh, girls would leave the room because they <laughs> they would cry, and eventually he actually got um fired for this, and that's why I relate to it in for a way. Yelling at kids. Yeah, for throwing stands like almost hitting kids and shit, and um. But yeah, the, the, what I mean by the story is simple. Not it plays almost like a rise and fall, but very lightly. Yeah. The story it's basically is is about just those two characters. Most of the other characters in the movie rarely even interact or even talk. There are uh, members of the band in the room, but they don't really say any words. It's just a one-on-one mostly, which I I, I liked a lot actually. There's a scene in the movie where uh, Miles Teller gets into a car accident on the way to uh, a competition, and he's very very persin- persistent in making it there after the car crash. And there's a, while making this movie, Dame Chazelle got into a car accident. Pretty much the same car accident. Like just before writing Before writing it. Or after writing it. After writing it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Weird. And Miles Teller got in a car accident a few years back as well. That's why he has all those cars. Wow. Oh, yeah. shit. So, yeah. that was like legit. And on the way over here, I thought I was going to get in a car accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the person <laughs> might have transferred over to me. But yeah, this movie uh, is fucking perfect, I think. It's great. I haven't yeah. seen a movie like this in so long where just dialogue made me like on the edge of my seat. I was actually nervous when he was playing. Like I didn't want him to fuck up, yeah. especially the the ending sequence with him playing. I was yeah. very, very, very nervous. 
I think at one point my girlfriend walked out the room because she was nervous. Her nerves, yeah. I think so. I don't know. That but, was a great scene. Yeah, she. Uh, I remember that. She, she's seen this movie before, which is funny. Like all you guys seen this, but yeah. me. I don't know why. It's that, weird that this the song one. he was playing was was Caravan, right? I think I remember that. That the, was like the, the last song. Yeah, I think it was Caravan. Caravan, the one before it was Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a weird scene. Yeah. Um. There's some curveballs in this movie that I wasn't expecting. Do you guys know what I'm referring to? Towards mm-hmm. the end. Um. Sure. Like how the ending became what it is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's spoiler territory. Yeah, so yeah. I want to mention. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, uh, those uh, moments in the movie I was not expecting at all. I thought this movie was going to go totally differently. I thought it was going to prolong the event of him becoming where he ends up in the end. And I didn't think that it, most of it would take place within the, the practice room, which is why I probably liked it more than I thought I would have. But yeah, I love this movie. I gave it a four and a half out of five. Nice. It's not too much to talk about, I think. Yeah, because I mean, the story's it's very like, simple. Yeah, it's very simple. It's not very polarizing. Yeah, and like anybody can watch. It. You don't have to give a shit about jazz drumming. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me a little bit of our old buddy Chase. A little bit, as far as like the, you know, like the ridiculous amounts of practice lengths he would go to, like not mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just mm-hmm. practice. You know. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, actually, I like that uh, they don't over romanticize jazz. Especially why he... They don't really even explain why he wants wanted to be a musician to begin with. Yeah, that's true. It they just starts off with him saying that he wants with, to be the um, best. Yeah, they don't bore you with like their ode to jazz music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. The movie had me hooked uh, within the first minute of the first take of yeah. him drumming. And it's just shot from down the hall. And the lighting is just on him. Most of the movie shot like that. We're just lighting on the character. Yeah, it's really in a dark, dark room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it got... um. Uh, an award, two awards for sound mixing and best design. I feel like it was up for best picture, right? Yeah, it was up for best supporting picture. actor, right? Supporting actor as well for J.K. Simmons. I don't know who won that year for best supporting actor. I feel like he did, maybe not. No, I don't think he did. I think he won uh, best supporting actor for the British Academy Awards. Oh, yeah, but Whiplash was actually really good. Yeah, um, man. it made me realize why I actually like watching Miles Teller movies because he's almost like a non-actor. He's just a real person. Yeah. And he doesn't. He's not really a character actor, but he's good at playing like a just a, a boy. Yeah, I enjoy him. It's weird. I forgot that I watched a movie with him, War Dogs, with with fucking Jonah Hill. Yeah, my girlfriend actually pointed out uh, something interesting. Speaking of that, she said he has in this movie he has the same voice as Jonah Hill. They actually even sound like some parts of the movie, which I agreed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's weird. Did you Did you like War Dogs? I did. I feel like it was like a three-star movie. It was good. Yeah, it was okay. Last, I think the last movie I saw, Miles Teller, uh, was fucking Fantastic Four. Uh, <laughs> correction, J.K. Simmons did win. The, I thought he did. Let's see. I just looked it up. I could have swore he won for that. Yeah, he did. But yeah, he, uh, he, was, he was a bag of fun, wasn't he? I don't think I saw this Academy Awards. I don't remember him giving any speech I don't know if I can like, deal with that. I, I remember because it's the last one I watched. I remember Sean Penn was like, who gave this guy his fucking green card when Alejandro uh, interviewed oh, really? to one for Best Picture? Oh, was Sean Penn said that? Was that controversy because he said that? I mean, he's messing around. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure some fucking mm. people got mad at it. But yeah, that was when Birdman won. Okay, cool. So yeah, four and a half for me for Whiplash. Good recommendation. I think actually I recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I want to take credit for it, yeah. but it's fucking not... <laughs> Anyways. Oh yeah, that was. Okay. But as soon no, as you said, it's all coming but back. as soon as you said it, it was like, oh fuck, you have to watch that. Yeah, I also watched a pretty bad horror movie as well. I'm not gonna talk too much about it. It's called Be Afraid. 
Um, I gave it a half Sounds star. Familiar. Yeah, I want to. This movie. Let me read you what I wrote on Letterbox, just so I can get out the way. <coughs> I don't write a lot of reviews on Letterbox, but I had to for this movie. <laughs> I've seen The Room, Troll Two, and Battlefield Earth, but this was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Jesus this Christ! Film, this film actually offended me, which is hard to do, by the way. This film is called Be Afraid, but of what? Of what? Space. The the cinematography consists of random Dutch angles and shaky cam segments that are done as if they were tied to a camera on a dog's head running across a park for a stick. If you mildly like this film, then we can no longer be friends. Uh, certified horseshit. <laughs> certified horseshit. Wow. Be afraid. I kind of want to watch it. And I didn't even tell you what, what it's it about. What's it about? It's about uh, these creatures who cause the sleep paralysis. Like they actually embody. Uh, the creatures from like sleep paralysis, whatever people see when they're in that trance. But um, it's shot like a TV show, like a a full length season in one hour and a half of a movie, and uh, it's kind of shot like um Seventh Heaven. <laughs> if that makes any sense, no. you, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> you'll see what I mean if you guys take a look at it. Uh, is I kind of want to. Is it in four three? I'm not. I don't know. No, no, it's not. It's not. Was well, Seven Heaven four three? Well, most probably for a while. Right? Yeah, every TV, yeah. Show TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Certified horseshit. I gave it a half star. I also rewatched V for Vendetta. Um. I think I brought that up recently, didn't I? Yeah, you brought it up, and I saw it on Netflix, and I wanted to check it out. Somebody was playing it at work, and I briefly walked by. And I was like, "Oh, I should rewatch that." I think Harvey just talked about it. I oh, gave he it. Hated it. He didn't hate it. I he said it. he said he uh he liked it in high school. Young Harvey loved it. Doesn't it. Yeah. hold up. But now you said it's just okay. I think. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, it, the movie's pretty middle of the road. I do like the concept of, of the film. Um, Natalie Portman's okay as well. Her British accent didn't distract me too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what else that I watch? Watch some documentaries. We are Legion. It's about um hackers and anonymous. More hackers. Yeah, more good. hacker shit. Yeah, I like hacker culture. I like uh, anything to do with bitcoins and um, anonymous and Occupy Wall Street. You should rewatch Black Hat. No, that was terrible. I didn't like that. But uh, Steve, you got anything? Yes, I do. What you got? I got a couple things. I, I saw you lock something that I've seen as well. Really? Okay. What do you want? Because I have. Talk three. about the Slender Man movie. <laughs> the one thing I didn't write notes on. Uh, Slender Man. Okay, cool. Uh, it's a documentary. Yeah. So I was. This happened last night, so I just scrolled through uh, HBO Go, and they put up Slender Man, or Beware the Slender Man, an HBO documentary. Is that the one about, with the girl and her yeah. boyfriend? Well, no, not the girl and boyfriend. The so, girls. Yeah, so my girlfriend first, she said, what's Slender Man? And I'm like, you don't know what Slender Man is? So I'm like, I have to put this on so she knows what this is. Did you, put on, did you download the game? No. Oh, you should have made her play the game. I have a funny story about this really quick. All right. So... I went into like this deep, dark tunnel of like research and everything to know about Slenderman um, last summer. No, actually last fall. And like a, just a week-long secret deep tunnel dive. What the fuck did you do? You just like you didn't, you didn't get out of your room. Like, you just had like, pictures on the wall. Every time I get online, I was Google <laughs> Slenderman. I don't know why. I was like, I wish I had known that. Yeah, I would have definitely. Did, I didn't tell anybody. Did some Slenderman prank. So didn't tell anyone. Just researched the fuck out of Slenderman. I was just intrigued of where this fucking thing came from. Or like where it originated from. Found out everything about theirs to know. And then my girlfriend, she had a dream about Slenderman. And in the dream, I was there. 
explaining to her what Slenderman was and when you see him, what you should do. And I, I hadn't told her that I was in a deep dive of Slenderman. Isn't that crazy? That's and weird. in her dream, yeah. I'm explaining to her everything that I've learned. What should you do when you see Slenderman? You shouldn't stare at his eyes because he doesn't really have much of, of a face. Um, uh, anything else? Any hot tips? Uh, do you run? He don't be next to children. He likes okay, children. What? Yeah. He, don't be next to children. Yeah, he'll do whatever he can to abduct uh, the kids, and he'll kill you if you get in the way. I see. So, uh, yeah. documentary. Uh, so yeah, I put this on just because. Is it like a mockumentary know, or a real? Do, documentary? No, it's a documentary. Sure. HBO. So it tell. All right. So it tells the story of two twelve-year-old girls who attempted to murder one of their friends in an oh, attempt to appease Slenderman, yeah, I know a that. fictional monster from a horror website. Yeah, I read that that story last year. Yo, or earlier this year, maybe. I was just like, they made a game on <clears> it as well. Yeah, so this like phenomenon that's happened. Tom, do you know anything about Slenderman? Yeah, I've heard about like the the internet. Like, I never played the game or anything. Yeah. You heard of the, the internet? The memes, <laughs> the internet memes and stuff. But yeah. I was looking. Is Richard Dawkins in this? Like, what? I don't think is so. It, I feel like his name is on. Hold on, let me look. Well, check that out. But uh, yeah, so it just follows. It's a documentary about what happened in the small town of think uh what they call it, Wisconsin, where these two girls uh basically lured their friend into the woods and one of the girls pushed her on the ground and stabbed her 19 times. Yeah, as a it's sacrifice. Fucking, it's a sacrifice. It's a it is man. wild. It's a documentary. Yeah, and it's like... So the whole documentary, like most, it's nothing... Like visually, it's kind of pretty substandard. It's a lot of just talking heads and a lot of just like aerial shots of the town and try to... It's creating this ambiance of Slenderman and does like cuts to this guy in a really, really bad costume. And he's like standing in the woods and the camera starts shaking. But overall, like the actual story is super interesting because they cut it with uh the 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 video that they used on the when the police were talking to her, like interrogating her, like both girls. And it's like this girl, one of the girls you end up finding out uh has schizophrenia, like early right. stages. So she actually sees shit. And when she was talking about killing this girl or like attempting to kill her, it was so like it was nothing. Like it was just like, yeah, you know, it just had to be done. <laughs> I'm like, uh, so what, what? Why is Richard Dawkins in this? Is he in this? He's a evolutionary. You know who he is? He's a yeah. evolutionary yeah. biologist. He writes a ton of books. Yeah, yeah, I read one in high school. But like, oh yeah, okay, what, yeah, he is. What? Oh role yeah, would he have in this? <laughs> oh yeah, no, okay, now I remember him. Yeah, he was in this just to explain like what this the psychosis of these two girls like what their states are mentally oh, okay. and while and how how the way like if you're separated from the pack if you're like you know a child in this like fundamental stage and you're by yourself and you have access to the internet and you find something very alluring and you become obsessed and you start slowly believing it's real and he's just talking about kind of how it's very important during the state saying it's similar to religion uh, i don't i don't know if he, uh, he religion wasn't actually brought up at all it was more or less just like I mean, I feel like that's the only reason he would feel like that's his agenda. No. Well, he didn't. Religion wasn't brought up at all. It was more like like the psychosis of both these girls. And yeah. it kind of looked into their like family life. And the, like the parents were saying like, yeah, they were, they were pretty normal. Like, and then the parents start revealing like, little things. Like one of the girls, I believe her name was like, Mor- yeah, Morgan was the girl who stabbed her friend ba- uh, Bailey or whatever. And she said like yeah uh, my, my 
my daughter, yeah, she would like she would like watch movies and watch things that are supposed to be like everyone would cry and feel sad, and she was just like just so like completely ambivalent. Like she was just like there. She's like, oh, whatever. Like it doesn't affect her. And then they started kind of catching little clues here and there. And she says like she started seeing Slenderman when she was three, like weird shit like that. And these interviews that they have or uh, these uh, interrogations were really creepy. And the interview with the parents, the parents were like, it's like, yeah, she seemed normal enough. And then when you start looking back at her, like, like web history search, she would like one of the girls, uh, Anissa, she would watch like a cat eat a mouse. Like people would like on YouTube would post videos of like animals eating other animals. And she watched like weird, weird stuff. I don't know. It's pretty wild documentary. Just it's really insightful. Like how people. Yeah. You, you would think people are fucking like, especially kids would be kind of harmless, but they conspired plan to kill their like one of the girl's best friends for like several months and they talked about it so casually like it was nothing like one of the girls kind of like broke down a little bit like cried a bit but it was still like how how's they jarring no they pushed her they lured her into the woods pushed her down and attempted to kill her they didn't kill her oh they didn't kill her yeah they stabbed her 19 times and she survived she lived. Wow. yeah and that's how the way they caught him because she said my someone said my best friend tried to kill me that's fucking weird uh, so it's, I definitely recommend just if you guys are curious about Slenderman and that kind of like culture that's built around it and how the way it was like built, definitely check it out. What's wrong with people? Yeah. It's, it's nothing, nothing amazing when it comes to documentaries. You stab somebody 19 times and not kill them. Like, I mean, these, they were little stabbing. girls, so yeah. they oh. weren't as strong. <laughs> I guess. I got, Skin I, is almost need, like rubber. All I need is one. I need one stab. Where? Yeah. In the neck? Yeah. I know where all the vitals are. Mm-hmm. I memorize them right up the butt. <laughs> what, what did you really want to talk about, Steve? Because I know you didn't want to talk yeah, about Yeah, what, uh, what movies you really watch? Uh, so I watched Slenderman. I watched... Actually, this whole week was just documentary week. What is this movie that you fell asleep to? Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about it. That's how unrememberable it is. Unfor- uh, this, how forgettable it is. is uh, Final Fantasy XV Kingsglaive. Oh. It's a movie? So, I think, is just it on to Netflix? Give you, it's on Hulu. Oh. Just to give you a little bit of backstory, just real quick... Final Fantasy 15 was a game that came out last year and it was a lot of controversy because they spread out a lot of the story not just only in like movie form but also like anime form like they made like five separate episodes so it's just like this whole engrossing story and to really understand the full story of 15 you have to watch all these pieces of media uh I watched the first 20 minutes of this shit and it was the most nonsense I've ever seen on screen. Like, it's just, like, random noise and, like, demons. Like, I don't know. It's just... If you know anything about Final Fantasy XV, there's a lot of, just like, magic and a lot of, like, pretty boys with big swords throwing things. And yeah, they're all the a sh- bunch of wannabe cloud strifes. Yeah, basically. And um, it's just, like, for someone who is not familiar with the series, how are you supposed to get them familiar? Because it's just, like... There's like a voiceover of just like explaining what this world is, and it's it's it was nonsense. And why, why are you I, watching shit like this? You know, you know there's I, good shit in theaters right now. It's because <laughs> one of the why because I'm I'm in the middle of uh, playing 15. Oh, so yeah. I wanted to get the context. I was like, oh, maybe I'll understand. I can't fucking understand the story of 15. I've been playing since Final Fantasy 7, and I still don't know the fucking story. I don't understand. I don't. I just didn't understand 15 story at all. It's straight nonsense. All right. Well, 
We can uh, talk about it on Do the Right Game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's why I didn't really want to bring it up because uh, it was just like <laughs> not a real movie. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, I was just like, and the thing is, like, it was just cutting randomly to different like moments, and like after this huge battle scene, they have no context for. They jump to this scene where two guys are talking. You don't know who they are if you're if you didn't play the game, but if you if if you did, you understand. But if you didn't, you're like, all right, who are these people? Okay, uh, all right. And then I passed out. And I was just like, I'm not going to finish this. All right. It's did not you, worth did it. Did you watch any real movies? Uh, I watched two document. I have two more documentaries. Okay. But I'm not going to talk about those. their names? Uh, yeah, real quick. It's Freakonomics. Uh, very inter- interesting documentary. Just kind of this. Yeah. It's, again, it's different directors. Di- uh, so Freakonomics is a book written by two economists and they take different parts of the books and let different directors kind of film it in their own style in their own way it was interesting uh in terms of just like the subject matter uh one was dealing about uh how the way they cheat in sumo wrestling the other was how names can determine your or how the fact that like names might have a effect on how someone god how would you put this like their success? Yeah, like they they were trying to disprove that. Like it's like names don't really prove anything. It's more socio economic issues and things like that where they go in life. Like what do you mean names? Uh, like, so like names like, like basically more or less like black or white names. Like yeah, that's someone, what I was gonna yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, no difference between Thomas and John. No, yeah, but if you had someone who has, I guess you can say more like a black name, it's harder for them to find work in terms of like they can have the same skill set. Oh, like Harvey? What are you trying to say? No, I, don't I don't think know, Harvey. Man. I don't think Harvey counts. Yeah. Oh shit. I feel like, I feel like white people <laughs> have that name too. So you, you you got the golden ticket. What uh? Did they disprove it or no? What what happened? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There was just like, it's just, it's not really the name. It's just how like where they grew up and how that really is the main factor. But it also brings up the issue about you know how jobs are not. You know, how do you put this? Fuck. I wasn't prepared to talk about this movie at all. I just watched Might it. Be. I was interested. Maybe I should just watch it. No, you should, though. It's 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 super cool because Morgan Sporlock does one episode of this movie and then another director Word. does another part. So it's different directors tackling different issues. And the last one is Kampai for the love of sake. But we don't have time for that. Kampai. Mm, sounds interesting. No, that, that one's the one I really liked. Yeah? Yeah. I think Just I asked you this I'm a, already, but you should watch uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Yeah. And I tried to watch it, and I didn't. Word. <laughs> all right. It was a doc kind of week for you, I guess. Yeah, it was all docs, except 20 minutes of Final Fantasy. And That's not a real movie. So. Yeah, that, that honestly really was. I don't even know why you brought it up. <laughs> Because Sean had to open his big fucking mouth. I completely forgot about I that, too. I didn't know what he was referring to earlier. We should have known that yeah. it wasn't a real movie. You guys uh, have anything else? Anyone? Nah, we can, we can move All on. Right. Let's move on to Mother. We've got a clip. Please, come in. Hello. Hello. He's a stranger. We're just going to let him sleep in our house. Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? <gasps> trying to do is bring life into this house. Open the door to new people, new ideas. I'm so sorry. Get out of my house! Yeah! You give and you give and you give. 
just never enough. A couple's relationship is tested when an uninvited guest arrives at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. Directed by Darren Aronofsky, written by Darren Aronofsky, stars Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, and Ed Harris, also the wonderful Michelle Pfeiffer. What did you guys think of Mother Harvey? Insisted he went. He goes first. Did I? Yeah. Okay. For <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no. I have no problem with it. I have no so. quarrel. Wow. <laughs> so, I'll go first. Oh uh, yeah, go for it. Uh. So I believe the first thing we see is uh, a woman engulfed in flames that may or may not be Jennifer Lawrence. But, but we all know. Yeah, um, I don't think she was Jennifer Lawrence. I don't think it was, it, but yeah, it kind of uh, alludes to it being Jennifer Lawrence. We see her on flames, and we see Javier Bardem put a crystal on a stand, and uh, the house that was once a flame is now being regenerated as a new house. Um, it's a very interesting way to start off a movie. I was confused as shit like the first ten minutes, but uh, this movie's. I I like purpose purpose purposefully didn't watch or read anything about this movie because um, it was completely different from what I expected and I didn't want to uh, be influenced by anything. I told Shomo that I was going to watch it this morning last night and he said that oh maybe you should have given yourself some more time. Yeah, and now I understand why he said that. <laughs> that's yeah. So that's part of the reason why I didn't want to read anything either. So it didn't taint yeah. my views of this movie. Um, or like my, my perception of what I think happened and was going on in this movie, but um, yeah, uh, Javier Bardem's character and uh, Jennifer Lawrence's characters—they're—they're they're married and they're living in a house that's kind of like this oasis in the middle of a f- field. You don't know if if there's a—they keep referring to like a a town that may be nearby and like a hospital, but uh, as far as you can see, like nothing exists outside of this uh this house in this forest, uh, they get like a, a guest played by, uh, what's his name? Ed, Ed Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah. Ed Harris shows up randomly at the door and, uh, Harvey Bardem invites them and in, invites him in, um, to the big grudgence of Jennifer Lawrence. And, mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. just, he's like a really, really terrible house guest. And he's a kind of, insinuating some certain things to Jennifer Lawrence and, um, you know, just smoking inside the house. And then he has this incessant cough that's pretty disgusting. And it's clear that he's, uh, dying in some way, uh, cause he's also smoking a lot of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, as the movie progresses, you see more and more visitors come to the house. I think you definitely get this in the trailer, right? I'm not spoiling. Yeah, anything. you do. Yeah. So more and more visitors sort come of, to yeah. the house. And, uh, yeah, their purpose seems unknown. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence definitely does not want them there. Javier Bardem does seem to want the guests there. And, uh, yeah, just chaos and, uh, feverish, uh, antics ensue as these visitors show up at the house. And now um, I'm going to try to, uh, articulate what I got from this movie. What did you feel? Yeah. Try not to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. I'll try not to. Um, it's kind of yeah, hard. If you take, yeah, <laughs> it is hard. If you take everything at face, face value, this movie won't make any fucking sense to you. It's just a bunch of chaos. Yeah. It's just a chaos in a house in the middle of nowhere. But uh, <clears throat> once you 
start to think about it and like put like the context clues together, it seems like it's an allegory or a metaphor for the entire movie itself is a metaphor of a like the yeah like an artist yeah and um yeah yeah see <laughs> all right see the thing you're doing right now is because i was talking to uh, a girlfriend and she was just like oh so you, you really didn't talk about much about mother because she always asked me what yeah. i think about a movie that's so and crazy she, and she and she was just like and she asked me today it's like what do you think about it? because you didn't talk about it at all and i'm like this movie is so hard to describe to someone without kind of ruining it yeah. And all because you have to experience it. I feel like you yeah. something you should definitely if you want to see it, I say go watch it and experience it for yourself because it's very difficult to explain to someone what this yeah. movie is without because a lot of it is like visual just and also sound and also it's just it's a lot going on, it's a lot different. I I think So, okay, but, sorry to interrupt, but I just yeah. want to say something really quick. Um, when I first saw this movie, I walked out of the theater and I started generating all these theories because I know obviously the movie it's. I don't think that he's, I don't think uh, Aronofsky's trying to raise questions, but I think he's trying to represent something, whether it be very specific to him or the world in general. I thought about this, but I started to tell people my theories of this movie, and I only spoke to one person who saw this movie, and they told me their theory, and it's completely different than mine. But I think everyone's going to have a completely different uh, perspective of what they saw. Interesting. But yeah. I kind of wanted to say my theory, but... I said, can we do a spoiler discussion? Why don't we? Yeah, at the end. Because I feel like this movie is like... Or we could talk off camera about it. I mean... Yeah, because like... Uh, right, so, so my theory... theory people who watch this movie yeah. and want to hear what we <clears throat> have to say, it might be insightful really? for them to skip to yeah. the end. Yeah, because like my theory was... All right, so I like. Wait, are you doing spoiler? No, no, no. But it's something like when I thought about like what it could be, it clicked, and I'm like, because one character said one line, and it's something that I've always kind of had in my head when talking about a certain topic, and they said something, and then it all kind of clicked, right? And I'm like, oh shit, and then I was just like, no, it can't be that. It can't be that. And then I then I read more on the topic i ran I, went, I was online and i kid you not I told, I told tom i'm like i'm like i didn't listen to music on the train ride home i didn't do anything i was just like reading and just thinking right and i want to say that it's right but i feel like i was on the right path at least okay. i would say that i was like actually like in the general direction where i was supposed to be going i feel like my first thoughts of what it means it's funny because i didn't read anything beforehand Oh um, yeah, I stayed away. I didn't yeah, watch same here. Like none yeah, of us. Yeah, we're away. all like sitting. I'm like, I don't know what this movie's about. I watched like a I YouTube review, and oh. he started to say like uh, yeah. his. And my, I'm gonna give away my theory, and I just shut the, shut it off real quick. Um, I honestly thought it was pretty obvious. I, I I'm actually surprised that people don't pull in unison the same theory from it. And then when I went back and looked, and it turns out. Aronofsky's kind of on the same page as what I thought, and and I, but there's it, also like other levels too. But I think the main theme was like so apparent in the third act. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the thing is, and I think this is why people couldn't pull from that is because how the way the movie is presented in the beginning makes it seem like it's a mystery, a thriller, a horror movie. Like it may, it, it gives you this movie in the beginning, and you're trying to put, you're trying to decipher it. 
Right. Very, very on from the get go. You're trying to decipher it because it does bring up an interesting question, like what is happening. It's, it's weird. This is and, one movie where I feel like I, I feel like I'm bad at deciphering like symbolic films, and I feel like this was one of the first movies in a very, very long time where I didn't try to decipher it, and it kind of came. In to my me. opinion, yeah. that might be a fault of this movie because it's pretty fucking uh, over the top. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, it gives you in the first two acts, it gives you something. And it seems like it's going to be, it doesn't, oh my God, I hate talking about this because I feel well, like just, I'll ruin it. Well, just like hold it onto it and then we'll do a, a yeah, spoiler discussion. And, but I'll just say this much. I think, I think kind of on the onset of this movie, it gives you something to kind of pick at. And I feel like everyone, everyone in the theater, especially our theater, I noticed that when we left, everyone's just like, what the fuck was that? I didn't understand it. What the hell was that? And they're still, and it was pretty Maybe. like at the end of it, I realized I'm like, it's like, did not. Did no one else get it? Or at least like maybe had like their own ideas of what it could have been about? Or people right. were just still trying to like, they think this movie is one thing, but it's actually another. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they didn't take in the symbolism. They didn't take in what was happening, truly happening. They were just seeing it well, as like a certain type of movie, like a horror or a thriller or something. We're just like, like, we got to dance around dan- this. Dance but let's just, let's just real quick, we'll go over. I just want to say a few things about not like spoiler territory. Uh, and let's just kind of talk about what we thought of the movie, like whether we liked it or not. And then we'll talk spoilers. Um, does that sound good to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do so, that because so, we keep, <laughs> yeah. And we'll be pretty quick and then we'll move on to spoilers and we'll, we'll chuck it at the end of the episode so that you can skip ahead. But, um, so basically I'm not a hundred percent like on board with Aronofsky. I do like some of his films there in particular, the one I'm, I'm thinking back to that I don't like is black Swan. And a lot of people like Black Swan. Mm-hmm. I don't like Black Swan because of its similarities to Mother. We're just not like if you're gonna do it, just go all out. And um, I feel like Black Swan wasn't disturbing or interesting enough for me to care about the 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 twist or or the the theme in the in the end. Um, however, Mother does exactly what I would would hope to see in a film. Um, it is very heavy handed and I think <laughs> I explained my criteria earlier between good film and a bad film is basically, uh, at either a not boring or B emotionally interesting. And, and, uh, this movie made me uncomfortable in a good way. Um, yeah, I think <clears throat> I, I enjoy being this, that discomfort feeling. I, I enjoy it. It's like, uh, like a high to me, almost like people like scary movies. I feel like people don't come to terms. I know somebody on Facebook I know was saying that they hated the movie so much because they were so uncomfortable. And I was like, well, I got news for you. That's, uh, actually, that's, that's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I would actually say my first note that I have on here, I literally said uh, this, this film left me exhausted, but not in a bad way. It was just the flurry of different emotions I was actually feeling. There was actually the first 15 minutes where I was confused and then I was just like, I felt really uncomfortable when she was walking around the house. I don't know why I can't explain myself. I don't know why at all. And that's the weirdest feeling because I never felt that in a movie where I felt truly just like my stomach was kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's because it gave me day old popcorn or or what, but I'm just sitting there. I'm like, it's like, I feel really weird right now. I I think like it's polarizing for sure. I mean, people are going to take offense to the film, which I don't get that baffles me. Why are you offended by this film? It's like, it's not like birth of a nation where they, it's like fucking blackface, you know, that's offensive. 
But I mean, if you're if you're making the audience un- uncomfortable for a reason, I don't think that's offensive. Um. Also, this one on my list, guys. I read a review on my my letterbox, my list. Let's hear it. Uh, I don't I don't remember what they said, <laughs> but they were pretty much like it was like anti-feminist. Oh yeah, it was miso- it was dude. It was I read misogynistic. that misogynistic. I read that. Yeah, yeah you're a fucking. 17 year old with a tumblr account shut the fuck up uh man i don't know man i just but uh i don't think it was i don't don't think at all i think it's i think how the way so we get the perspective of her i feel like we get her perspective for the majority of the movie or the whole movie yeah and like there was a part i felt frustrated because she felt frustrated with people and and it's just like supposed to well, and that's the thing. Like it was just like this frustration. Like it was able to like I was able to attach myself to that. Like I was just like I was getting annoyed. I'm like, just fuck. Like yeah, get the fuck out. Or just it, like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's uncomfortable. And I think if you don't appreciate the discomfort feeling in film, I think you should just stick to the blockbusters. I mean, because I don't know what's the point of watching the movie if you hate that feeling. Like, what's the point of venturing yeah. out? I think my like audience actually they walked out and they liked the movie. I don't know. I didn't. Pay As attention. I was walking to the car, um, there was a bunch of people from my show and behind me, um, and they were basically giving the movie an instant review. And from the most part, I think a lot of people did enjoy the movie from my show. And I think two guys clapped, and then they quickly wow. stopped. Quick question. Nobody else was <laughs> Quick question. Uh, no, I'm gonna save this for spoilers because it's like something that happens near the end that I just wanted to make sure it happened at you guys' showing as well. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, then probably didn't happen then. I think it was just ours. I don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. You don't yeah. remember? No. Okay, never mind then. I'll All bring right. it up later. Okay. Um, general thoughts. Uh, on the other hand, of uh, on the, you're talking about how you're not crazy about him. Aronofsky is actually one of my favorite directors. Um, the the Fountain and the wrestlers two of my favorite movies of all time. I also do like Reckon for a Dream and Pi. Pi is amazing, I think. Um, I did enjoy this movie. I like the way he pieces stories like this together. Uh, I, did actually, I did like Black Swan. I think he took a very unique route for that story and made it his own in a way. And he kind of went around some things that people were not expecting but done pretty well. It. I'm not going to talk about Black Swan. I was about to review it. But... <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I'm on board with uh, Mother. I'm not sure if what I will say in spoiler would make any sense, but I like the way that this movie was shot. It it yeah. kind of plays like a nightmare that you don't have control of. Like you're just thrust into this uh, dream where these things that you would not want to happen in your life just to happen all at once, and you're just kind of going with it, and you're witnessing this as it plays out. And, you, and, and that's the, what Jennifer. Dreams, lo- you feel like you have no control. This movie like rips the control from the audience. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying. Especially to say. in the yeah. final act, that definitely feels like some kind of like nightmarish dream. Yeah. Like that's like some of the dreams I would have. Like it's just continuous. Just like it gets Not, more the, insane and yeah. more like out there as the nightmares continue. Mm-hmm. Like no, I can definitely see that. That's a good uh, comparison. Yeah. yeah. It's just a bad dream. Huh? I don't. Yeah. This one kind of reminded me of Black Swan. Like a. I'm having some cord issues. Keeps going out. Yeah. yeah. This one reminds me of Black Swan more so than his other projects because um, there is like that uh, idea 
behind this one as well of uh, an artist sacrificing um, to create and like that toll that it takes on on the the person and uh, their creativity and like their soul, which uh, yeah, I shouldn't say anymore. But yeah, uh, I really like Jennifer Lawrence in this movie as well. I think she's probably my favorite. I don't know aspect of this movie. She uh, she kind of she acts her ass off in this movie. It's just following her throughout this house, and you get your emotional responses from her, and she's just so fucking good. Um, if I'm honest, though, she's probably one of the few things I liked about this movie. I like the general idea behind behind it, and I like what Aronofsky was doing, but um, I can't say that I really enjoy this movie and that I like this movie. Hmm. Um, you don't like it? No, not really. Huh. Um, in order to explain why, though, we're going to have to do that in spoilers. Yeah, we might spoilers. Well, uh, we yeah, might it's going to go to spoilers now. <clears throat> I wanted to mention sound design in this movie is perfect. Oh, yeah. There's the, a yeah. there's yeah. a scene where she's washing dishes and you just hear the water hitting the, the metal of the uh, sink. It just sounds amazing. If you, yeah. if you don't have sounds surround sound like if you watch this at home you probably won't get to experience it but the surround sound is fucking incredible yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's just like it's just like noise like we're listening like there's somebody you're having a conversation in the other room you can hear it on this end but then what's really happening is over here oh man yeah. it's so I good the, i love that i think the best it was great part it was fucking that, good there's like no music uh, oh yeah there's like no none. music but uh i don't know like there's a cues for sure there's like a like tonal cues but they're like the noises of the house and like when there's an like Open an emotional doors, response yes. happening with yeah, the creaking. Like, yeah, you can like hear creaking and shit in the house. And that's, that was really cool. Okay. Also, uh, you guys briefly talked about it, but the opening scene was incredible to me. She's walking around this house and it's pretty much up into the cameras on her face. And you're just trying to explore what she's watching through her expressions. Yeah. And you're waiting for something profound to happen, but it doesn't really play out the way you would expect. And towards the end, she just turns around and just a great shot of her tits. And I thought that was a. I wasn't expecting that at all. I to... Like like see through yeah. through the. Yeah, uh, I was not expecting that. I mean, I saw it pretty clearly online, in but, other forms, but they do a pretty good job of showing yeah. it in this movie. So yeah, hooray for well, that. Uh, I thought you were actually going to talk about something. Yeah, I thought it was some visual aspect. You guys did not want to talk about. Her. They use her tits a lot in this movie. Yeah, they do. yeah she never they really does that. Huh? I think her. after that whole fapping thing happened, she was like, "Fuck it." Yeah. What's fuck the worst it. they can see now? Yeah, fuck it. I got yeah. Buster though. Yeah, but uh, you guys want to give some scores, and then we'll talk about. Yeah, what let's let's score, and then we'll go into a brief spoiler discussion. <sighs> okay, Steve. I'm sitting at it right now. <laughs> sitting at it like a, I would say between. This is gonna be a. I feel like it's a light four, maybe a heavy three point five. Wow. It's a three point seven, three point nine five. This for me is a heavy four, possibly four and a half. Interesting. I'm still trying to figure out. I'll, I'll, Isn't I'll it weird? It's like the weirdest movie because you don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I would say this much. Okay, this is my like kind of final thoughts. Is in terms of this movie, I couldn't recommend this to a lot of people. I, I have to give it. I, have, I would recommend this to people who are open to watching different types of movies, who whose expectations, who people people who don't have these preconceived notions of what a movie should be or what 
what they expect from a trailer. You have to be open to watch a movie like this. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm surprised that people aren't having a good time in this because I had a good time, almost similar. It's to because movie, good you. Time. It's because you, in a that. sense, is like a. It's just I don't know. Maybe it's just like shit. certain people like certain types of movies, but I know for a. And this is why I find it weird that he brought this out because, it, like a genuine audience, when it, this is not like a conventional film for them. Yeah, it's weird. It's because it's you get bashed. assaulted a little bit, like near like. The third act, you get assaulted with a lot of just visuals. I think for even like an Indian, like an, I said Indian. Indian. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say an Indian audience. Even for like an indie audience, I don't think this is like a conventional movie. Yeah, and that's why I'm like saying I'm teetering between those scores because it's like, it's like for me, I for what I saw, I did enjoy it. But like, I don't know if it's something I can truly recommend to a lot of people. Uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll get into spoilers. I don't know. I got some things. Oh, what'd you give it a Four. You get yeah, a I'm heavy st- four. I'm still tr- like it's teetering towards four and a half. I'm still like it's still in my head. I'm still thinking about it. Okay, Harvey. Um, yeah. Uh, like the good things I said before, like Jennifer Lawrence's acting and um, the chaos. Uh, I really enjoy that. Um, it is a wild ride. If you are looking to be entertained, like I think it, it will entertain you uh i guess the major issues i'll talk about in the spoilers uh i can't give it more than uh three it's it's like a three for me okay i understand it i'm gonna give it a solid four um it resonates with me pretty well pretty much the same as um when i first saw the fountain i like that uh i think aronofsky is one of the only directors who are taking who's taking like old ideas and concepts of stories and putting it into like a different form of um genre yeah so to speak yeah and, it was uh, brave yeah, i would ha- say that much that this kind of idea was brave yeah um he has a very distinct way of telling a story it's kind of hard to pinpoint but it's almost like he's always dancing around a a concept and then leaving it to the audience to like articulate what they just watched and he's he just doesn't give a fuck i think no, it's no. great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. There's, there's no doubt that he obviously wants people to be polarized on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just wait. Uh, what did you think of Noah? I thought Noah was good. So I'm gonna be, so, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Hmm? Oh. I've never, I've only other Darren Aronofsky film I've ever seen was Noah. You never seen Pie, Working for a Dream, Wrestler? Nope. Black Swan? Nope. The Fountain? Nope. I've only Whoa. seen. Requiem and Black Swan. See, I've never seen the wrestler. Dude, the wrestler. No, I know. You would love the wrestler. I know. I hear. You never seen? I see like all these movies. Yeah, I hear a lot of great. When I was when I was young and I saw the trailer for the Fountain, I'm like, I need to see this, but I I never watched it on DVD. Hey man, taste. We'll see what Taste.io says. All right, guys, you guys want to pick a movie for next week? Yeah, what do we got next? Ooh, (laughs) wait a second, just hit me. So we got uh, friend requests. Nope. We got Lego Ninjago movie. That's racist. We won't see that. We got Battle of the Sexes. Quit beating around the and bush. And Big Bear. That's it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Kingsman. The Golden Circle. The Golden Shower. Well, my hand's going up for that. So Steve? On, Just Steve. wait. What are you guys picking? I'll go with Kingsman. Ooh. Really? Yeah. You know, I feel like I just want to like start controversy and not pick Kingsman. So you want to pick the Lego movie? I want to pick Unfriended. <laughs> No, you I'm not saying friend, that. Unfriended. I came out like four years ago. Oh, what was the other one? Friend request. Friend request. <laughs> hey, just pick Kingsman, man. Come on, make Harvey's day Harvey? great. 
I picked friend request. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just, come on, man. Don't All be right, re- Me and Harvey will review ridiculous. friend requests, and you guys will review. You guys want to do that. I don't care. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> watch Kings, man. Let's all rewatch the first one, how great I'm it is. I'm not rewatching the first one, for sure. You can't possibly hate that movie as much as you're pretending to. <laughs> pretending? <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. I just don't like believe it's it. trash. God damn! You gotta be the only. I remember person. watching I in the basement trash, when we like, watched it in the basement. I was like, "What the fuck is fucking this? Samuel Jackson?" His list. Dude, like, I hate that movie like a lot. <laughs> I got McDonald's if you guys don't mind. <laughs> that's a great character, right? He eats McDonald's. That's great. Oh man, uh, I guess Golden Circle, Golden <laughs> oh, fucking, God. fucking Golden Ring about. Hopefully, your movie called. pass comes in in time. Or you have to waste your if real. Does, you have to waste not, your real American money. On Actually, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be here. Wait. What's today's day? How do Is we it, from now hear about this? He's like booking a ticket out the country, right? <laughs> oh, it's so weird. I have to go to Puerto Rico for like a day or two. Uh, no, I'll be here. I'm going to miss the podcast after that. Though. Where are you going? Florida. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Skype review? Yeah, we put you on a computer right next to No, I mean, we're, we're talking next week, though. Um, okay. Yeah. So, Kingsman, the golden shower it is, right? Yeah. You guys want to move into the yeah. topic? Harvey is low-key mad right now. I'm yeah. Topic. So, what are we talking here? Uh, so, I figured this is the official last week of summer. Next episode will be the start of fall. Um, I, I figured we could uh, reflect on the summer. Um, I was thinking we could talk. Summers are known for blockbusters, so I was thinking we could keep it at blockbusters, best and worst of the the summer. I mean, there's a other movies that came out that aren't necessarily blockbusters, but I don't know if we should mention them. Okay, you go first. Oh me? Shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk uh, 2017 summer. There is an obvious one, which I don't really see how anybody else would pick another one yeah i mean ghost story is the obvious choice so anyways um unfortunately the best blockbuster i think that came out was dunkirk Uh, would you guys agree that that's a blockbuster that is a blockbuster. it is a blockbuster it's the most obvious fucking choice you lazy son of a bitch i don't think it is the most obvious choice is it what's the most obvious choice uh well i have a runner-up What's say one? say because that movie is like so well crafted and miles ahead all the other sea of garbage blockbusters. I have a I have a runner up. Good time. No, that's not a blockbuster, but that is my favorite movie of the summer. Um, I'm going Spider Man Homecoming. I fucking hate you. Because that's my choice. Because I I'm looking through my list of 2017. And I think other than Dunkirk, as far as like big uh, popcorn movies. I think uh, Spider-Man takes the cake over, you know, most things, I think. Dude, you give it a three and a half. I don't hear the shit. That's a high score for a blockbuster. Get out of here, man. I mean, yeah. I, pick I something would... else so I can pick Spider-Man. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's really it. Um, I'm trying to reflect on uh, my worst, my least favorite. Um, I got a perfect one. Technically... I don't think King Arthur was summer, so I can't pick it. No, it wasn't summer. Dark Tower would be next. It's Dark Tower, blockbuster. Wait, wait, that's your worst? Yeah. That's my worst. Damn it, Thomas. I yeah. feel like we're pretty on, on par here. but I, mean, uh, I imagine most of these are going to be. Yeah, I mean. Gonna overlap. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a so little wait, bit. So wait, so your most favorite is Dunkirk. Yeah. 
Oh no, no Spider Man. Well, his runner up is really Spider-Man. Dunkirk, but the, Dunkirk. if you had to like, if that existed in its own world, and wasn't a blockbuster, right? It'd okay, Spider Man. Okay, Steve. So Tom picked my favorite one, which is Spider Man Homecoming. 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 Cunning. <laughs> uh, God, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's actually one of my like. If we're gonna talk about blockbusters, I think that's like the biggest movie. I can think about. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. I gave it a four. I'm having out of five. A, okay. I really loved it. I'm having a hard time. Uh, I don't know. Uh, applying this criteria to. I, um, I think the criteria would just be like the beginning of June to now. Yeah, but uh, how are we classifying blockbusters? Uh, shit, shit that mouth like, breather. See, come on, man. Shit don't make this mouth. more. Geez, yeah, but there's still some. Like pretty big releases that happen, right? That I wouldn't consider blockbusters. Well, then, yeah. If you don't think they're blockbusters, then they're probably. I not. mean, all right. Let's. There's certain things that are blockbusters that played in most cinemas throughout the city. Okay. Uh, so I mean, that's why I would say, like, you know, you have wiggle room a little bit. But I, for my worst one, I'm gonna have to give it to uh, give it to Alex Kurtzman, The Mummy. Starring oh, Tom Cruise. Oh, you're the only one that saw that. <laughs> Fucking. That came out this time? Hey, summer? yeah, that was like. What's, the, what's the release date on that? That was 2017. Let me look like the June something. Wonder Woman is. Wonder Woman almost takes the cake for me over. Uh, it's all right. Listen. The worst? It's, I don't think it's the worst. I'm looking back at my list, and uh, other than Dark Tower, um, as far as. I, I mean, think it's offensive in the sense that it's just like people seem to love it so much and like put in tied, high regard. It's tied for second place. It, it's worth. I, I hated Atomic Blonde more. I think probably, but um, yeah. But no, the Mummy takes the cake as the worst fucking garbage I've ever seen. Yeah. It 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 cramps. It tries to build a universe in one movie, and it's fucking laughable. Like how how bad Universal wants a cinematic universe, like. Is like they're willing to do anything and everything to make a universe happen, and they cast Tom Cruise as as like the headliner, like he's the lead in these movies. Like him. Speaking of Tom Cruise, this is weird for oh. him to like be a lead in like a cinematic universe. I walked by the Church of Scientology. My Did next my next step is to watch those two documentaries. From what I the hear, mummy? yeah, no, no. From what I hear, uh, going clear and a. Uh, my Scientology movie will will make you think twice about Tom Cruise's character and whether you're going to really like him on screen. I've seen both of those, and they're pretty crazy. There's some pretty good scenes of him in both of those documentaries. Yeah, it's uh, scary to me. It's a little scary. Yeah, he's just, I don't know. I don't know. What, uh, this is like the perfect example of everything that goes wrong when like a group of like people sit in a room and they're like, hey, we should build a universe. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah, you guys see the video of him that was leaked? Yourself. Of him explaining what it means to be a Scientologist. No. Dude, it was, it was crazy. They have it in one of those documentaries. You guys haven't seen it? It went viral. No. It's, I'm going to see both of those documentaries, mm-hmm. though. I'm intrigued. He's, like, explaining, like, one of his examples, like, if you see a car on the road and it, it's in distress and, like, it's overturned, you know, and you know he's fucking crazy. So he's like, you know, you, as a Scientologist, you have to stop. Anyone will also keep going, but you have to stop. And he just, and he just like, bursts out of random laughters. While explaining the, the fucking fuck? story, it's intense. I don't know if I can. How do you watch him in a movie after that? He's crazy, but um, they're one of those. I can't. They're all like the same movie to me. But uh, in one of them, he talks about 
where they talk about him, how they like the church sets him sets him up on dates, how they kind of like uh, the women that he goes on these dates with. He th- they threaten them, basically to go on dates with him. It's pretty crazy, dude. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna scope this out. But uh, all right. Well, you're the only one that saw the mummy, so yeah, I guess that's. Pretty I saw good the mummy pick. too. You did? Yeah. When? I saw it uh, on on TV. But yeah, I saw it. Oh. Well, I talked about it <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you did, yeah. But uh, yeah, the mummy's pretty bad, but it, I don't think it's as bad as the uh, the Dark Tower. That's still the worst movie this summer, hands down. Yeah, in my opinion. It's a blockbuster too, fu- right? I th- I mean, dude, yeah. all right. I'm calling bullshit. I feel like the reason you're saying that's because Russell Crowe's in the Mummy. Oh uh, no, the Mummy's bad. It's real bad. But just <laughs> Dark Tower. I don't know, man. Just because of what I think Dark Tower had more marketing than yeah. the Mummy did. <clears throat> hmm. And uh, best, I guess, I obviously Dunkirk. Word. I feel yeah. like the best because is... Dunkirk's like my third favorite film of the year. Yeah, it just so happens it, to be a blockbuster. So yeah. by technicality, yeah, it's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But though, if you like didn't pick movie... Dunkirk, what would you pick of the best movie of the year? Yeah, summer. like other than Dunkirk. No, no, summer blockbusters. Summer? Um, when did the Ghost Story come out? Oh wait, it's that's not a blockbuster. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> best blockbuster of summer. Like Dunk Dunkirk. When did it it comes and I come out? Was that spring? Yeah. That's not a blockbuster. Yes, it was. Mm. Not really. Yeah, it was. It was released in uh, World Wide Theaters. A24. Man, you guys are taking this a little bit too construed here. But blockbuster is well, obviously... Well, fucking blockbusters means comic book movies these days, so it's hard to say, you know? Well, anything popcorn, even like... Uh, like a big budget Hollywood I know, film. I know, it's just... Dunkirk is big budget, right? Yeah, yeah it's big budget. I, can, I consider it a blockbuster, but I was saying if you had to pick another one. Hmm. I feel like we're all on par of what we've seen. I feel like it must be Spider-Man as well. Yeah, as much I as suppose. You don't wanna, no, don't I'm not. I'm just it. trying to think of blockbusters in general that I saw. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, we saw Planet of the Apes. I think that may have been summer. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking as I well. I think it might actually... Uh... It is. Yeah, okay. summer it started is. yesterday, didn't it? Or fall started yesterday. Oh, in that case, it is my pick. It? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it. Not... not uh, well, obviously it's Dunkirk, but not a uh, Spider-Man is my runner-up. It, Wind River, Wind. Uh, I guess so because it. that was that was pretty. I mean, it has A-list actors in it, apparently. Yeah, but so. I'm not calling it a blockbuster. You son of a bitch! It is a blockbuster, I think. No, blockbuster means it would have to, to be you... at least twenty percent of my friends list on Facebook had to see it. That's the criteria. That's yes. your criteria. Is that the definition? Yeah. yeah. On, no, that's official. That's a very specific criteria. That's uh, official. With a link to Thomas Shomo's fucking friend list? Well, it, it's it's general. Your friends list will probably be the same. I don't got a friends list. That's My true. friends are right here. Damn. Damn. It's deep. <laughs> Not really. I thought your friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Push him to the edge. Oh, All right. Harvey, what the fuck's your picks? Based on Shomo's criteria. Picked, Oh, you did, no, you did it. What's up? Did oh, I pick? thought he won already. No, no he didn't. Right. We skipped over him. On Shomu's scale, what's, um, scale? <laughs> what's your picks? My scale is damn yeah, correct. I guess for the sake of throwing some variety in this, um, I think War variety for the Planet of the Variety is the spice of life. What? Oh, sorry, I'm just referring to my strip of story. Yeah. Variety War. is the spice of life. Oh, yeah, he's heard that before. War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. Ah. It's pretty tied with Spider-Man uh, for me. see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my runner-up would probably be Baby Driver. Oh, I forgot about that, okay. Jim. Logan Lucky would probably be number three. Um, 
I guess Logan Lucky almost can be. It's like borderline blockbuster. I wish I had watched Girls Trip. Girls Trip would probably be number one if I had watched it. You already calling it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we watched it, you're like calling it. What if Girls Trip was his best and Rough Night was his worst? <laughs> I mean, based on the booty hole joke, is uh, I think yeah. it would be number one. What, uh, what, about your, what about your worst? I think Good Time. Well, Good Time's <laughs> got to be a fucking a blockbuster, right? It's not. Nope. Though. Because I can't get anybody to fucking see it. <laughs> Everybody I know has seen it except for fucking Jason. Everybody you know is in this room. That's yeah. not true. That's true. You just mentioned that earlier. Yeah, but you work with... I'm talking the masses, man. Come on. The you know masses. what I'm talking about. Um, I can't think of... Uh, Spider-Man was good. I can't think of a bad one except for Dark Tower. Um, yeah, that stands out as, one as the I worst hate. to me. Yeah. That's... That's a, like a big glaring shit mark on uh, summer seventeen. <laughs> I remember the previous episode before we watched it. You guys were like, "Oh, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good." I'm like, "I don't know about that. It looks I put it on really my, bad." Uh, I mean, remember I, that trailer wasn't bad. I put I, it on I'll my 2017 most yeah, anticipated. Really? Yeah, same here. Our first one of our first episodes. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I don't know about that. I think I could put the beguiled on there too. I think that's spring nah, chill. That's not a blockbuster. As not worst or best? Worst, Do you guys like worst. really not know what a blockbuster is? I know yeah, what a blockbuster popcorn is. Movie. It's a <laughs> you can't obviously think the beguiled. But like some like okay, movie. for example, you talk about eight twenty four. Eight twenty four blur the lines. They they're like on the edge in my opinion. I feel like they're not there yet. They're almost there though. So that's why it's hard to say. I would say fifteen years ago, yeah, they're you really, super indie. You gotta really agree with me. My criteria of twenty percent of my friends list saw the movie at the blockbuster. It depends on what kind of friends groups you're in. I have just sure. random, just the general population of Port St. Lucie. Okay. Um, I would say friends, broad. people like friends that you probably meet in New York. That's probably a little different. A lot yeah, of the people I, that I meet have seen a lot of these A24 movies. I just movies realized and, like, but that's not a good sample because right now at this age we... You're talking about Florida, okay? Just say it. All right, I'm talking... No, about, your childhood, like people... So a lot of the movies in my like the worst on my uh, of the list are like consistent like Life, King Arthur, Kong Skull Island, Pirates, all Spring. All, so all like spring fucking, was the worst. But those are spring was the worst. I think we've had like well, spring, spring was is pretty no, bad. Spring, when it comes to blockbusters, is known to be the worst. This summer was pretty bad, actually. Yeah, it was kind of weak. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean Dunkirk really was the highlight, saved the day. But uh, and then the, also we sprinkled a little bit of good indie stuff in between. Logan was the hero of a uh, spring, though. No, yeah. Logan was yeah. perfect. And yeah, it I comes mean, a night was spring I feel like as well. Get Out was uh, what's. Between spring and summer, yeah, it's gut, almost gut spring. Out. I think. Gut out, get gut gut out. out, gut out, <laughs> gut out, get out, gut out. I feel like uh, that came in theory. It wasn't a, a blockbuster, but it became a blockbuster. Yeah, it just became very. It came out in the perfect time. It came out like yeah. I mean, everybody wants to see shit. that shit. Yeah, before all the other shit came out during spring. Spring was really bad, guys. Spring was there like was some the good worst. indie stuff in spring, according to my list here. Oh yeah, but we missed out because we wanted to watch. Skull, I think technically, uh, I feel like no Oakcha was summer. I think. Yeah, Oakcha was spring. You guys, want to move on? Yeah, let's, yeah, move let's on. play this game. Is that what we do? The yeah, game we play the yeah, game. The game is now. Yeah, so um, I saw some cards on the table. Is that the new game? Uh, Playing goldfish? Not likely. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Are you rolling? Ah, uh, no. I rolled first last time. We could was... uh, do a card game. Yeah, we could do a, a pull the, for the draw. Yeah, we could pull a card, oh, yeah, the highest card. High, high, that's high the same shit. Same shit, right? You yeah, basically. Up right now. <laughs> We're not ready. Let's roll the dice. Okay. You're shaking the whole table. All right, here we go. It's not me. 
Nothing moving. Nothing touching the table. All right, I'm gonna roll. Here we go. What is that? Eleven. Eleven. It rolled, did it? Steve, move your glass. Oh uh, yeah, guys, I was drinking some premium sake today. All right, so we're gonna just gonna right here into the. Uh, what was that? Four. Four. Oh, God, so Steve probably lost. No, 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 we'll no, 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 no. I'm no, gonna no. put it out there. For we, got, we got, we got, we got two of the. We got like two Steve of them. to lose. Uh, I right, think you got this last time. That's a nine. Nine. Yeah, I yeah. did. I'd like Steve to lose because he. I feel like he's lost. The, and the he least. doesn't watch new movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's not true at all. You I watch, watch new movies all the time. Yeah, you watch rewatches. <laughs> no, Harvey got a one. No, this is so fucking dumb. Now I did say in the middle of Steve's roll, if I won, I'm gonna put out a punishment. I feel like we don't do a lot of punishments. We don't. We don't. Please. I, mean, I literally eat punishments for breakfast. Well, I'm talking some like something you hate, like not in horror. Like <laughs> make him watch. Make him watch. I don't know King what that would be. I mean, I'm a punishment oh, guy too. But. What? Like how, Harvey? What did you? What did it's you do? It's fucking bullshit. Like I really hate this game. This, <laughs> I'm gonna get. You can't prove that it's like flawed, though. I'm gonna get like a twenty side die. I, I mean, I'm I fine tw- with that. I have a twenty side die if you guys need it. Really? Yeah. yeah dude. You better pull that out. I have my D and D set. His odds need to be wide. I feel like that'll make the. Have you seen range. the cobbler? Yeah, I've seen the cobbler. Damn. Wait, you're really punishing him? Yeah. It's gonna be a punishment. Just go to my Wait, why didn't you punish me? Give him Jack and Joe. I don't want you to punish me, but... All right, so I got a movie for you. It's one of Netflix's uh, first um, Netflix original release. It's called uh, Rebirth. And it's uh, it's a movie about a guy who gets abducted by one of his friends. Um, Enough said. Enough said. Great. Yeah, so... Can't wait. It's, I will be so honest. Fucking... It is uh, punishment, of course. Punishment for what? <laughs> I don't know. For not for, rolling for good. Living on the high life. I don't know. Hey, like, man. Like Miller Highland? Yeah, sure. But yeah, Rebirth. It's, um. I'm sorry, man. You don't deserve this. That should have been me. That should have been me. Should have been you. I probably would have watched it anyways. So, whatever. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> oh, my the, God. Uh, All right. So, yeah, that's it for me, I guess. Should we get rid of the one on the dice? Just, it'll be like a freebie. It won't it'll be a re-roll. Re-roll? One means re-roll. Damn, Harvey, how did that happen, man? You're probably shaving the fucking dice. That's shaving. But how what what does shaving it have to do with you rolling a one? He knows how to roll it. (laughs) There's a certain way to roll it after you shave it. And uh, yeah, I know how to roll it and I got a fucking four. Yeah, that's definitely what I was aiming for. You didn't get a one though. That's true. Only Harvey doesn't know how to roll it right to not probably that's probably what's going on. There's a (laughs) <laughs> inner podcast conspiracy he probably has like a magnet under harvey the table. so i've been i don't know if i mentioned this in the last episode but i've been going through all the old episodes because i'm trying to recollect all our topics so we don't repeat ourselves i'm gonna make a scoreboard to see you lost no most. i'm already doing it are you yeah harvey has the most losses so far. i know I, I know i have the most losses. harvey has the most lo- go back lo- to lo- know that losses and on top of that the first i would say maybe 10 episodes harvey literally just every single time fuck this but Every wait, how time. many uh, did you? Are you? Like, I didn't all count. Of? I haven't counted, but I have like on each episode. I have like episode one, the topic, and then right under it, Harvey lost, and then I have like Tom lost, and then Sean, like things right, like got, that. We gotta get these tallied up. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tally two, it up this week. One. That's yeah. your homework for the next week's podcast. Give us a list. I'll, I'll bring a list. Next we need, week. We you need have to a scoreboard. At the end of every podcast. Yeah, scoreboard. I want to know how. Like, I'm probably in the middle, but um, yeah, you two are like in the middle. Sean's. I think I'm the least. 
Okay. So it's definitely a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. What, we'll see what's happening here. But uh, on that note, check us out on social media. Yeah. Do Thank the you, right sir. film podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Go to Facebook. do the right film dot com. Yeah. Uh, leave us some feedback. Some reviews on iTunes would be great. That's what we need to keep keep us afloat because this is the only thing we do ever. This is our full time job. Also, guys, uh, stick around for the end of this uh, outro for a spoiler talk of Mother. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put a little music. Um, just wait a little bit, and the spoilers will will come after that. Come so if you are interested out. in uh, hearing what we thought about the central themes of Mother and and our theories, yeah, uh, I say listen on. to the review before you watch it. Listen to the review, and then well, come back, and then listen to the spoiler. I- I'm sure that's why. I mean, the end. yeah, that's and the then, only way you can do it. I mean, some people just sometimes like going the spoilers because they like shit ruined. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because we, I guess we talk about what we thought about the movie in the, the main review, and then we talk spoilers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, check it out. If you haven't seen the movie, don't listen after the music. Please don't. Yeah. All right. All right. Take care. See you guys. We need a catchphrase. Goodbye. So, spoiler <coughs> talk for Mother. Anybody? Should I go first, or do you I feel like I feel like either Tom or Harvey. Let the, rab- I feel like let the like, rabid dog I Harvey a, go. A theory. <laughs> sure, I'm sure everyone has the same theory as me. I mean, yeah. I was. I mean, as the movie progresses, I think it's pretty easy to figure out what the uh, metaphor is here. It's. Uh, I think the house itself. The house, I guess, could represent maybe an artist. Uh, an artist's mind, his mind or his creativity, something like that. Um, that's not what I was going to say. Yeah, oh, that's no. not what. That's not my theory either. Oh, well, well, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, they kept calling her the uh, inspiration. Um, how Muse. I see this film, like an artist, I guess we could use Aronofsky, for example. Um, he has his inspiration and he uh, uses it to produce his art, which is a uh, film and uh he tortures that uh well he ne- doesn't necessarily torture that inspiration but uh once that art is uh put into the world people can kind of beat him down for his uh creativity and for his uh and for his artistry um i think uh noah is definitely a good example of that Noah, I didn't like Noah. I don't know if anybody here liked Noah. I thought Noah was great. I thought um, was yeah, I was middle of the road with story. Noah. Uh, critically, oh, critically didn't do great. Um, I thought it did. No, no, did not. No, because no. Uh, yeah, he was definitely. Uh, <laughs> I've heard not so great things about Noah. Yeah, he was definitely at the mercy of the of the seventy six percent. It's not bad. He was at the mercy of the producers for sure when he created Noah. That's not a typical Ar- Aronofsky movie. I think you can. Yeah, yeah, and he's an atheist. So I think he was definitely at the mercy of a, a studio. And so I think that weighed heavily on his creativity, which is why I think uh, he felt it necessary to make a movie like this where 
he talks about the creative process and about, uh, you know, creating new art and, uh, the pains and the, the, like the tax that it, that it takes on a person to create new art. And that's, uh, what I think could be gathered from like the, the baby being born and eventually killed and the house burning down and then him starting again every time he creates something new. Okay. Um, okay. I think this movie was just grandiose and pretentious as fuck. I think, uh, it offered very little except for style. Jennifer Lawrence and yeah. And that feverish style. Like, hmm. Just feverish, Can I say maddening something? chaos that J Law looked great in this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah she did. Yeah. She actually looked like she was getting younger um, yeah, from her beautiful. last couple films, she and she looked like she wasn't wearing much makeup. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's actually a good theory. Um, I, I, I thought about. I would, I would agree with you. That's like something I would have, like. That's something that's also that I was thinking about in terms of like, oh, it's talk, it's talking about art or yeah. like him creating. So. I feel like my theory is more mainstream. I mean, I'm pretty sure the house is supposed to be Earth. Yeah, that's my theory. And that's well, everyone's the, the theory. Ho- yeah, the house, because, I think, is... I wrote, it's Eden. Yeah, yep. and uh, well, it's pretty well, obvious that in the beginning, I read somewhere that uh, the two visitors are Adam and Eve, but... um, And the sons of Cain and Abel. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it, I thought. It's all very, very, very obvious when you, when you think about it, but... Yeah. Um, Jerry Florence is supposed I to d- represent Earth. I yeah, think. I didn't. I didn't get that t- in the first two acts. Um, the third act, but I the got third it. act, I didn't really get much of the biblical stuff. But the that's third where act it came. Unraveled for me. What the zealots the and the third, fucking yeah. crazy people? Well, yeah, that. But like the third act to me was just like, all right, yeah, humans are fucking scum of the earth. Mm-hmm. No, the one part when I realized that it was about, or that's when my theory, like when it clicked, I realized what it was about was. The open, I guess it's like in the third act when they start taking things from the house, when they're ripping it apart, and she yells at this lady. She's like, Why are you doing this? And the lady says the most, like, it's like to show that I was here. Mm-hmm. And that's something like, that's the most, like, that is something people would say is just like to prove that we were here. The we left our ego. mark. Yeah, we left our mark here. This is us. Yeah. And then that's when I realized, I'm like, This is about Earth. Yeah, this is about this is about. I think Earth, when she uh, says that. Mother I think Earth. everyone has a moment in the movie where it kind of puts it to, uh, in places. For me, I had an like literally. I've already said oh out loud in the theater when <laughs> what they yeah <laughs> no, I did. I was like, oh. like uh, when um they broke the crystal, and yeah. they're almost pretty much like being punished and until they were put aside, um because I guess they're supposed to re- represent um Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve. forbidden fruit right. And then the sons come, and then one of the sons kill the other one. Cain kills Abel. Is that what happens? Yep. Yeah, that part was like, yeah. word. <laughs> and then she has a child, which is supposed to be the Virgin, G- Mary. Virgin Mary and Jesus, correct? And then all these disciples come out to see uh, the child. And I, I to an extreme. That. Yeah. And then they, and then the, the baby gets his neck snapped. <laughs> if you know... I'm not a lot. I kind of did like a weird chuckle, and I didn't mean to because I saw it coming. Yeah. And I'm I like, this baby's going to die. And I'm like, I'm like... <laughs> It's the first time I ever looked over at Tavi and she did this. And I was like, yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> if you know anything <laughs> about Darren Aronofsky, he's he's fascinated by like biblical history, even though yeah, he's a yeah. profound atheist. I can um, see that, yeah. Yeah, and he incorporates a lot of that stuff in his films, like Pi and The Fountain. 
even though he was raised as a religious person, but in later life became an atheist, he still infuses these ideas in movies. And that's what I was talking about, where he uses these old concepts and portrays it in a totally different genre. And it's not so much on the nose at times. Yeah. I don't know. I, f- I feel like I disagree with Harvey, though. Like, I guess you could say it's pretentious, but at the same time, I, I liked how clear it was and, like, a- and vivid. Yeah, my um, the reason that I, the reasons why I like it, I dislike it, aren't entirely because I think it's pre- pretentious. I also think it's kind of self-aggrandizing, and uh, I do agree with you guys about the biblical references and the biblical themes in the movie. But I do disagree that that's the major or that's the main reason for this movie existing. I think I, he I said do- in an interview he wanted to make a movie about Mother Nature. Yeah, the original title of the movie is called Six the Sixth Day. The and day he created Earth. Well, he created on right. the seventh, right? Yeah. But it's the no, day it, before where everything happens. He rested happens. on the seventh. He, right. he created oh, okay. the first day. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a in the covers of the movie of her like pour, pulling her heart out and like she's in this Eden garden. Yeah, I. As soon as all the chaos started happening and like the the jumping through time and everything, I I I really had fun with that. It was like what Ghost Story tried to do but like it didn't give me enough whereas like this like satisfied that crave of like mm-hmm. like chaotic movement through time and um and all and all the crazy shit like the third act there's just so much ridiculous shit happening and, and it's like an action movie and uh i think it's it's just an enjoyable experience for me yeah and really a, a discomfort it. and feeling at that too yeah the discomfort feeling comes with enjoyment for me because i'm a sick fuck but um Okay. Like when the baby's neck snap, I was like, yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. Yeah. There is a lot of stuff that I can't explain in this movie, though. There's a lot of things that I don't think there's even an answer to, to be honest. What? Um, I I thought about it for a couple of days. I just can't figure it out what the the substance that she's using represents to cure herself. Yeah, that's one. Of, yeah, I'd agree with you. I'm not really. Uh... I thought about it for a few hours as well. I just can't figure it out. I don't know. Maybe that, like what I said, it's not meant to raise any questions or anything. Yeah, just a lot done of to shit. move the story along, or maybe something so personal to Aronofsky that we can't quite figure That's, out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it could be anything. Um, if I were to try to support my theory, I don't know. I think it could be any substance or any, um, I don't know, any crutch you would use to create uh, to keep your creativity going and keep you moving. Um, yeah, I just I don't think I've ever seen a movie that simulated a bad dream that well. Yeah, I like where you're just like, can the chaos please just like what's happening right now? And I have dreams like that. Like, why why am I so out? Of, why can't I control this? Because I don't. There control is a my movie. The, it's a horror movie, but it's good. It's called In Fear. And yeah, it's, it's very similar to that. Similar, yeah. I'd say yeah. like one of the like. You know, so we were getting trailers saying, like, this is a fucked up movie and things like that. Overall, did you guys feel like it was a fucked up movie? Because I feel like I've seen worse. I'm not I mean, lie. no, yeah. I don't think, worse, I'm but... pretty sure a Serbian film is worse. But, yeah, I mean, but I'm like, just like, but this wasn't didn't leave me in shock and awe. I mean, it left me feeling. Yeah, I don't understand why people's heads are so fucked up. Yeah, and that, this. I don't. I've read a couple of people on Facebook saying that, oh, I'm still fucked up from this movie. I'm like, to me, it's just a, a fun little allegory of a film like yeah. I, I had a good time with it the only part that really fucked me up was uh that scene at the end where she started killing she killed that kid 
Remember that? She got a little boy with a knife. Oh, the glass that, shark. That was so. That was, I was like, great. That's probably one of my favorite parts in the whole movie. She yes. like stabbed him and she struck and his like, ass down <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh and then they they all fucking start beating the shit out of her i say that's Calling the only, her a cunt. i like that i yeah. like i also like that was rough see, to uh, watch i was like Whoo, this the is feminists bad. are not happy on letterbox about that scene they're not happy when she got but i mean yeah. yeah i mean but the thing is it's it's allegory about that's what I'm mother saying. earth like we are doing that now the or an allegory are, about uh art about yeah, all right. We, Just creating a, in general. Like. I, yeah, saw create, that, I saw yeah. that as people bashing Aronofsky. You're, yeah. Well, I think, you're, um, I think your, your theory uh, coincides with the God theory because if God is, like, creating yeah, and people God are bashing... God could be Aronofsky. Could, yeah, people are bashing God, you know, yeah. like me. I bash him all the time. <laughs> Arrogant <laughs> son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. But no, um, that scene was pretty rough. That, that was like, I was like, ooh, uh, it's yeah, hard for me it to was watch. Rough. It's hard and, to swallow. And, like, I feel like... Um, I thought it was going to get worse, to be honest. I got. I want to talk to people who hate this movie, like hate it, like saying, "Ew, fuck that movie." I want to. I want to talk it out. Well, with them. it's just like the thing is, it's all right. So I had the same experience with uh, it this this past week when I was talking to some of my coworkers, and they. But that's uh, nowhere near as I know, a but it's but, but film. it's not a polarizing film. But they just you know I, I bring brought it up and like they're like yeah it was terrible and I'm like why you didn't like it, it was just, like, it was stupid it wasn't scary I'm like he's like but I mean. And I, I try to bring it into light, like try to have a discussion. Then I realize I'm like, I was like, why am I trying to have a discussion? They don't care about having a discussion. They just see something and then it's just terrible to them, like because they don't understand it or yeah, I guess like they, it. Yeah, I guess they wanted it to be scary. But this is the opposite, though. Yeah, Those like, people weren't emotionally invested. These people were, were their emotions were taken out of their control, and I think they don't like that. Well, I mean, sometimes people are used to watching a certain type of film, and when you get something like this that really does relinquish all the control from you and you just you are there for the ride and you do have her perspective for the whole movie the camera's like floating behind her like it's a ghost yeah like you're just like right beside her and you're just like you want to help her you want to help her but you can't do shit I think it's mainly in front of her yeah oh yeah as well yeah it goes in front behind a lot yeah like when when she's moving yeah when she's moving to the house it's like trailing her my girlfriend made a, a just like an observation, it was a nice touch that when she was pregnant, the camera wobbled with her. <laughs> There's, um, I really like the scenes of Kristen Wiig. That was like out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck? Her character shoots people. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was Dom, great. and Donald Gleason just randomly shows up. It's That was funny. And his brother. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Gleason. he was great. Brian Gleason. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I think I'm just a sucker for Donald Gleason. Yeah, Don, weird. It's Donald just like, Gleason. Donald Dommel? It's not. It's Darmall. Darn Hall? Yeah. No Darn. There, it's Darn Hall. Like the way he says it. Well. It's not Donald. This is Dommel. 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 I don't think they say it like that. Well, this We're going to get bitch. Yeah, I'm about to Wikipedia. You guys want to step outside of the the spoiler uh, section? Yeah, I don't have much to say. Um. Yeah. What, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. I yeah. had fun. And that's. Ed Harris was amazing. That's my thing with like Ed Harris is always oh yeah, he, amazing. Yeah. I fucking love Ed Harris. <laughs> He's great. He looks uh, the same. I think Javier Bardem is great. He hasn't too. changed Mich- since the Abyss. Michelle like, Pfeiffer looks exactly the same. Yeah, yeah Michelle Pfeiffer was. Uh, she plays a really good caddy bitch. Listen, that's my crush. All right, fucking Batman Returns. It's oh, yeah? weird that you have a crush on yeah, her, but all right. I mean, she was a uh, really attractive in that movie. I mean, she still is. All right, guys, thanks for listening. See you guys. We need a catchphrase. You know, that's not gonna make it in, right?